This is Josh from Defeated Sanity. Hey guys, this is Lilith from Defeated Sanity, and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Leo from Cut Up. This is Brian from Vital What the fuck is up, and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me, Dr. Vincent West. I'm here. How we doing? And uh, got a good one for you guys today. A little 1987 action. Why don't you take over that one, Doctor? We have Stuart Gordon, reanimated director's 87 film, as you just mentioned, and Italian-American horror film from Stuart Gordon Dolls. Ever been afraid of a storm? Think everything will be all right in the morning? Suppose there isn't a morning. Tonight, in this storm, in this house, you will discover something you've never been afraid of before. They're alive, aren't they? Dolls. They want to play with you. Uh, that's what's I familiar have never with seen this. this. this You've never a, seen it. This was a blind purchase by me. It's a Screen Factory Collector's Edition, which I don't know anything about it, so I don't know if it warrants that or not. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I've never seen it. I've never seen this movie. I'm excited, actually, because I like his stuff normally. Although, after an interview we did recently, I almost wonder if Stuart Gordon is somebody we would ever want to... <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, he may be we'll a... Just, I don't know. I love some of his stuff, though, so whatever. The movie looks cool. We'll leave it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the print yet. We're still looking at the uh, <coughs> scrolling credits with the doll's heads would appear at the beginning of this. Um, talk a little bit about this real quick, what I've got here for us. Uh, it was released theatrically on March 6, 1987 in Italy and the United States. The special makeup effects were John Carl Buechler. He did the makeup in it. That's great. We love him. Of course, you know, Friday the 13th, Part 7, you don't say more. Yep. Um, 
Dungeon Master to stroke him off because that movie's really awesome. It is awesome. And he directed that movie also, so it's another... He directed the first Troll as well. Yep. Anyway, back to dolls. We'll he's, stick he's a with. legend in makeup effects. Sir Gordon, so I'm and like, you know, from Beyond, Reanimator, and why Richard, would I not buy this? Richard Band did the music for this, which he did nice. for Reanimator yep. also. Nice. So. Got some of that uh, in this film. For Breezy Morse, it said, also did music for this. Huh. That's what it just said. He's the music supervisor. Uh, um, and Charles Band executive produced it, so you got the whole crew here from the usual... Um, you know, the reanimator guys. MGM Toddle. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting talking about this one because I, uh, I don't know a lot about it. I know this was done. I'm assuming... I haven't looked at this just now. I'm going by just my own history with it. But pretty sure he did this after From Beyond? Yeah, From Beyond was 86 and this is 87. So okay. Perfect. Well, this is when he was probably still knocking out of the park. I know already that I like that girl's ass. <laughs> the one in the black. She just fell on it. She looks uh, very familiar. Is that a drag queen? Yep. Or maybe he's just very stylish. I mean, it's cool. I don't care either way. It's interesting. Or is that a woman? That looks like a dude. Dogs being a fucking buns. Always be careful at a bar, people. There's nothing wrong with it, but if you're if you're at a bar and you know there's there's a hot chick there, she may have a dick. Yeah, it's always a. Uh... And I've seen some myself that was pretty impressive, but it's like you just never know. This this, however, if you're watching this with us, this is not impressive. That is definitely that's a man, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't know anything about this movie. Nothing at all. Not a fucking thing. And honestly, I'm sitting here on the internet. There's nothing really about it on here. I know that uh, the premise for the film is there's like a storm or whatever, and they a uh, group of people go to this mansion or whatever, and uh, something about I would guess dolls that are haunted. Uh, the print looks really good so far. Um, it looks great. Really good. Uh, I mean, I've never seen it, so I have nothing to compare it against. Right. But for, you know... Does it look good to you since you have seen it? Yeah. The last time I saw this was VHS. <laughs> oh, wow. Long time ago, so... And, I mean... The DVD came out in 04, MGM, and then this came out uh, in uh, 2014 on Blu-ray. Okay. Which I never bought, but... Like I said, I bought this at a used place because I saw it. I was like, well, hell... And it had the slipcase, too, which normally... Nice. Used people for some. I've heard, apparently, it's must be uh, people like to throw those away. Right. cases. I don't know. Yeah, and then they can sell them for thirteen bucks a piece on eBay. So, uh, fun fact: this film was actually shot before From Beyond. Are you shitting me? And it was shot on the same sets. So we're going to see familiar shit here, then, probably. Well, they're the same sets, but they're not. Um, you know, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, the doll effects and post-production is what stalled this movie for so long. <coughs> I mean, the real question here is, is that or is that not a man? <laughs> no, it is. It has to be. I don't know. We've seen some before that were... Uh... She's very mannish, if that's a, if that's a woman. It's fine, whatever. But uh. We have an exciting episode for you guys coming up later on in the show. We have Josh Welshman and Lily Gruber 
from uh, Defeated Sanity, fucking awesome guys. Yeah, they're super nice. And in the middle of this, there's this crazy fucking bear... Uh, it's Tootle. This is crazy, what the fuck? It's Tootie. There's just, this movie... It's your dog. This is what Rob Zombie tries to do with his films, and it doesn't work. This is like bad shit, whatever's going on. There's a fucking crazy teddy bear that turned into a giant grizzly bear, and he is fucking these people up. This is hysterical. If this is a dream, then it's really good, but... Oh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. Wah, 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 It is a dream sequence. I don't know. I think this movie is just crazy. Oh, Teddy. <laughs> Apparently, in, uh, you know, this film took a long time in post-production and stuff like that, so... Apparently, this movie was too light on the gore, so they added a lot of gore in really? this film. Yeah. Which, how, how many times does that happen? It's like, that's totally a That's chick. unheard of. That's totally a chick. That's, um... That is a chick? Yes. No, that's... Looks like a fucking man. I, I'm being dead serious. That's the most mannish woman I've ever seen in my life. She's, um... She's a man, baby! She looks like fucking Neil Patrick Harris. Look! <laughs> she looks like Neil Patrick Harris. It's Neil Patrick Harris is in Dolls in 87. Look. It's Neil Patrick Harris. She was Dr. Harrod and Reanimator. No, it's Doogie Howser. <laughs> I'm serious. Look, it's what it looks like. Oh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. I'm going to start saying that from now on. Something bad's going to happen. I'm like, oh, Teddy. Yeah, she's uh, Dr. Block from From Beyond, too. <coughs> so I remember I thought she looked like a man in that movie. Oh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. Yeah, it's Carolyn Purdy Gordon. <coughs> oh, that's his wife? I guess, I don't know. He married a tranny. Yep. Well, she ain't Purdy. No, she's not. She's mannish as hell. <laughs> she looks like Doogie Howser, I'm telling you. That's Doogie Howser's dad. <laughs> is the is the female lead in this. Oh Teddy. Oh Doogie. <laughs> Oh, Doogie. Yeah, he is Not much going on. Like I said, I've never seen this, so I'm just kind of floating through it here, just kind of watching what's going on. I'll tell you what I can do, though. I can do this real quick. Because I haven't done this in a minute. How would everybody like to hear some of things that are coming out? Yeah. And a doctor presented me with a gift the other night. He got Which me. he hated. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I threw it back in his face like a frisbee. He I, did. He told I, me to go to hell. I did the Tom Savini where I slammed it on my desk. He went. Sh- 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 yeah. He went. Made sure I dented that uh, beautiful slipcase and you did it back to you. I also signed it. I signed it uh, furiously and handed it and uh, handed it to him. And I stacked it like a deck of cards and, and threw it in his hand. Uh. Received Return of the Living Dead, the Scream Factory Collector's Edition. Very late Newly released. Present. It was a very late It's not even really present. a birthday present. It's more just a gift now, I guess. I thought it was pretty awesome. Well, uh, I'm glad you're happy with it. <clears throat> watched it already. I didn't wait on you guys. I went ahead and watched that thing, and me and the doctor both did. The print looks really good. It looks way better than the God last Goddamn, we two. did watch it. I forgot about that. We yeah. did actually watch it. We've already it. pre-watched the film. We will put it on the podcast 
Possibly. I'm on the fence about it. It's like... That's one I don't think we should include with a guest. Yeah, we should just do it all the time. Yeah. Unless you want to put somebody. We have some exciting people coming up. It's up to you. Unless we got any of the actors from the film to do it with us or put, you know, plug it on there. Um, By the way, this guy, he actually dyed his hair white for this role. And he was pretty upset about doing it. You know, which is funny. It's well, it's what's weird about it's a coincidence too. I recently dyed my pubic hair white. Huh? No reason, just kind of. I just thought I would do it, and then it freaked me out because I looked like I was ninety, and then I shaved it all off. <laughs> so now I look like an infant. So it was a motivational thing. <laughs> I look like an infant now. You got the baby nubs. All right, people. Here we go. So, so uh, Guy Rolf in the picture here. He's uh, dyed his hair white for this role. He actually didn't need to have it dyed, but they insisted, and he was pretty upset about it. And he's also in all the uh, Puppet Master films. So yeah, that's where he looks familiar to me. Yeah. He's a full moon actor. He is. Uh, that's where Charles Band comes in. Gotcha. Chud Two is coming out on Blu-ray. Return of the Living Dead Three. Is coming out. These are all just must owns. I'm not even going to go through the street dates. You want another street date? Just look it up and just, you know, if you want it, buy it. Waxworks compilation. That is one I have to have. Huge fan of those films. And the original Chud is coming out through Arrow. The first two things are through the new Lionsgate line. Uh, Vestron. Correct. Yeah. Uh, It's Chopping Malls on, stuff like that. That's what uh, Return of Living Dead 3 is going to be on. Right. And Blood Hunter. That's uh, Brian Usna. If you guys aren't familiar, if you. Never wanted to watch the Return of the Living Dead movies after Return of the Living Dead. Uh, you can skip over two, it's okay. But three is really good. So uh, definitely uh, watch that one. It's it's very corny and cheesy, but it's you can tell it's right something that Usna would make. It's it's good. Um, Continue I think, on. I think you're, the effects are really good. Sorry. No, you're good. That's one to watch out for. That's uh, really hard to find on DVD as it is most of the time. So getting it on Blu-ray, uh, I'd pick that up. Creepshow 2. Beautiful uh, looking release. Let's see. Driller Killer. This. Mentioned sorry, before. this film. This, You're fun. This house or this mansion looks like the mansion from Puppet Master. But I'm not sure if it is or not. I don't know. Apparently they're the same sets as From Beyond, so. Black Christmas. Awesome. Bubba Hotep. Awesome. Rabid. Vamp, oh, which yeah. came out today, which I. <clears throat> actually just bought. I should have it pretty soon. It's an Arrow release. Uh, the Hills Have Oz is finally coming out. It was supposed to have came out last month. which pisses me off. Huh. The fucking thing doesn't come out till next Tuesday. I don't know what the fucking delay was with that. Uh, Dead Ringers from Scream Factory. Uh, Pulse from Arrow. Uh, what else we got here? Slime City and Slime City Massacre double feature, which I'm interested in. It's just weird. Uh, I've seen one of those. I can't remember which one. Death Row Game Show is something I'm interested in. That's I've seen Slime out. City. When are they putting that out? Uh, is that Screen Factory? No, that would be the Vestron stuff. Okay. I didn't know they were December. Out December, City. there's a shitload of horror releases. Hey, get your I think Christmas people... list ready. Because it's um, all coming. <coughs> Just in time. Let's see here. I'm only mentioning stuff that I give a shit about. I'm not mentioning some of these. Some of these Scream Factory releases are weak. I could care less about the original Carrie. The movie's horrible. Yeah, um, it's boring. It's just bad. Uh, 
Count Dracula's Great Love is coming out on Blu-ray. If we have any uh, old-school uh, rip-off Hammer horror film fans, it's not Hammer, but it's a rip-off of it. Uh, I want to do a review for you guys. I got this uh, three weeks early. Uh, as uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, uh, which I watched uh, yesterday. Um, it, it, there's two Blu-rays, very similar to the Return of the Living Dead release that, that I got for Corey. Uh, I haven't watched all of the film, but I did watch all the special features, which took me about three hours to do. Nice. Uh, the, the film... I... One... Okay... I, I didn't think that it could look any better on Blu-ray than it already did. And I have the original Universal release, and I actually bumped it up against it. And it actually does look better. So, uh, The Thing, even though I'm mad at John Carpenter for doing his silly concerts and his silly CDs, uh, that's just my opinion. I'm a huge fan of his work, though. Uh, it's an, it's, that's, that's a, I've never done this on the podcast. That is an absolute must-own. It's... Uh, it's really nice. I'm really glad that I got it. Uh, something else I'd like to review uh, that I also uh, bought recently and uh, <clears throat> and watched as well uh, is the Hammer Film Double Features that were put out by Mill Creek Entertainment. Nice. And real ghetto company, Mill Creek, they're the Good Times Home Video. If I've got any old school uh, Walmart shoppers from the 80s and 90s, or mainly 90s uh, listening. They're kind of the Good Times video back then, but except they actually put up their bare bones thing, but they're pretty high quality stuff. So those are those the hammer things I've mentioned before. You get them right now for $8.99 a piece, and there's only two of them. You get four films for $8.99 a piece. I mean, it's like, or $8.99, you get two films, but you can buy them both and get those. Those are also gorgeous. They're really cool. Um, <clears throat> back to some stuff that's being released. Uh, let's see here. I've got more for you. Uh, this is another Blu-ray that I just bought. I wanted to review this as well, if it's okay, if Corey's cool with me. Sure. Reviewing a couple of things. I bought a movie blondly off of Amazon called Violent Shit. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. What is it? It is a one of the most brutal horror films I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's a called Violent Shit? Violent Shit, the movie. Okay. It is a must-own if we have any splatter fans... Out there, I'm not going to tell you anything else about it. It is literally the most brutal thing I think I have ever fucking sold. I don't know anything about it. All I know is I watched it. I can't tell a year on it. I don't know anything about it, but I will recommend it to you guys. Violent shit, the movie is a must own. If I've got any Mortician fans out there, it's from that just uh, like gore. 2015. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Looks like a uh, Italian film. That would make sense. It is amazing. It is, it is one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen. I've never said that on the podcast. So there's your must-owns, kids. Violent Shit the Movie off Amazon, as well as pick up uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Those are must-owns. And I have watched these. They're also very nice. Steve's got a giant fucking mask on. This looks That's crazy. all it gets. Look, he that's all it gets. The horns. That's it. That's all it gets. I Would mean, you like to do it one day? Hell yeah, He's, he looks like a fucking Cylon. I think but I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> the deal with Violent Shit the Movie, if we do that on here, it's probably going to just be, oh, that girl's back with her black spandex. I literally... See, I'm trying to figure out who that is. She's been I don't know, but I would let her fart in my face. As long as she kept those spandex on. 
seen her in some other Anyway, movies. if you guys, if we have any female listeners out there, the doctor likes women's asses. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on. Uh, there's apparently there's a bunch of sequels to it, too. I want to talk about this real quick. This is not horror, but I'm going to plug this because Corey's a fan of this movie as well as I am. Uh, I wanted to actually, I'm, I'm literally going to pull up its own map and uh, talk about this for a second. This has not been released yet. But if we have any fans out there, I think you guys will be interested in me talking about it. There is a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray release coming December 6th. It's the same day that the Phantasm reissue is coming out. And I want to highly recommend this to you guys. It is the Mad Max Fury Road Black and Chrome Edition where you actually can watch the film in fucking black and white. It awesome. is fucking awesome. They're putting it back in the theater. Want to ask Corey right now if he's up for going and checking it out with me when they put it back in the theater? Absolutely. Uh, which is going to be later this month. Awesome. So it's it's Mad Max Fury Road in black and white. It's called uh, the Black and Chrome Edition. It's right there. Actually, I'll let you check that out. Oh, that's really cool. Anyway, don't have any uh, fans of that movie out there. It is the best so movie. It, it com- it's a two pack. It comes with the the film as is, and then it comes with the Black and Chrome Edition. It's bought. So but either way, two. we're going to go see it in black and white. You guys can go see it. It's in 3D in black and white. And that movie, if you guys didn't get to see it in 3D, is fucking nuts. It's absolutely off the fucking chain nuts. Love the movie. If you guys don't like it, I don't know what to tell you about it. I, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. But uh, Awesome. So there's there's my, my top picks. Uh, that's, that's, that's all I got. On horror movies, and and that's not horror, but uh, also uh, honorable mention. I've not watched this yet because I'm going to watch it with Corey because uh, my bl- my copy of Blood Diner is coming with this as well. We got co- Corey a copy of Chopping Mall. I have it as well. I bought an autographed copy off eBay. That's beside the point. But we're we're going to actually probably I'm sure we'll end up doing that one. Oh, Chopping Mall is going to be great. Yeah, I'm so. really excited to watch. I haven't it. even watched it yet because I was having to wait. But now I did cheat on the thing and I went and checked some of the stuff out on. It's pretty awesome. So the thing looks good. It yeah, it's a must own. It's really nice. Awesome. So another that movie's gross. I, I will say this: that that's, it's, that's it's like Carpenter's The Fly, almost. But it's more watchable because it's freaky. It's not like nasty. But it is. Oh, it's there's some nasty. I don't shit like in. where the toodles turn into a dude. It's what I'm saying. Rethink what you just. I mean, it's nasty. There's yeah. some nasty. No, it's shit very in that disturbing. Movie. But it's not disturbing to where I refuse to watch it. I'll no, watch it. no. Because as we mentioned it before, Corey and I neither one enjoy watching most of Cronenberg's releases because they're fucking disgusting. Yeah, especially. I'm a fan. Like Scanners is my favorite thing that he ever did, but some of his stuff that he does is just—it's—it's it's not even fun to watch. It's just nasty. Oh, he did. Oh shit! That does not feel good to stand on. Oh shit! When we did do the oh shit, <laughs> when we did the the br- the Brood episode, you know, none of us had seen that movie in a long time, and uh, I mean that movie's cool, but it is disgusting. No, it's, I didn't like it. I think it's gross. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. She's got like <coughs> a million alien kids. It's fucking weird. What's killing me with that chick is she's not credited in anything. What's so killing me is what she's wearing. Yeah, I know she's in other stuff. Why can't girls ever dress like that for me? Uh, I bet <laughs> I, I bet I won't have that problem if I'm in Europe. No. Anyway, oh, I don't know. Moving on. Know the girl in the black. I'm guessing that's Bunty Bailey. Who that is? All I know is she's fucking hot. Not she looks like a metal chick too, which is cool. 
like a goth slash metal chick. I don't know. I'm not really sure what she's going for, but it's hot. The spandex fucking pants, which, ladies, if you have that kind of stuff and you can wear those, you can entice the doctor <laughs> with your luscious butt cheeks in fucking black leather. It's pretty awesome. She's apparently English, so that's how we would know. Put your cork in me, doctor. Put your cork in my in my cunt, doctor. Anyway, (laughs) let me see if it's if it's her, real quick. Surely the acting, she won't act her way out of being British. They'll just have her be British. Of course, I missed. Yeah, doctor. Yep. Yeah. She was like, no, I Bunty Bailey. You hear what she said? I want to suck the doctor's fat cock. And then you're like, this is pretty hot, man. That's pretty cool. And then the, uh, her friend looks like Dr. Frankenfurter. She looks like fucking Tim Curry. Yeah, she's kind of scary. I don't know if I was hard enough. I'd probably throw it to her, too. I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> Maybe both, though, if you get the combo. That's what I'm saying. She's like, my friend has to come too. I'm be like, well, I'm going to come. That's what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you don't want to see what she looks like now, Bonzi Bailey. Can we talk about anything that we have set up? Would you like to talk about that on this? Or no? Uh, Is that bad? Um, I would like to talk about... Uh, I'm pretty excited. We both... We have- also have a really good guest that we... I mean, it was a very awesome interview. We had Ken Foray from uh, Dawn of the Dead on here, and it was awesome. It was amazing. That's. I mean, if you're hearing this one, you probably hear that one too, because it's probably we're probably going to put this one up at the same time. So, if you're hearing this now, you're like, "Oh, the Ken Foray one." I don't Are we going to still do a thing at the beginning of it? You yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, it was amazing. He's a Great. very awesome guy. I want to go hang out with him and drink beer. <laughs> it was I don't also, know if he drinks beer, but I would like to buy him beer. Also, very, very illustrious career, not only in film, but just in general. I mean, he's got some really insightful stories to tell, and he's got... He's just a... Would you clock that interview? We about two over two, two hours, hours and twenty minutes. I'd say it's pretty amazing. One of the longest ones we've done. One of the most insightful and. It was definitely a pleasure and an honor. I mean, the guy's a fucking... Uh, I don't want to say legend and make him feel old, but he's an icon in horror, and... I said it... I mean, Dawn of the Dead alone, you know. I mean, that's just a household movie to have. I mean... But, I mean, just the fact Horror fan or not, Dawn of the Dead is, is Dawn of the Dead, you know. So it's, this killer interview. <laughs> no, it was, it was amazing. Um, we also... Uh, we can go ahead and get some stuff out for you guys. We got a... Uh, Donald and John Tardy coming on the show to promote the new uh, obituary. When are, they, when are we doing that? Uh, I'm going to talk to them right after we interview uh, Martin Van Drunen from Fucking S Fix. We're going to talk about the new album, Incoming Death, which is fucking awesome. That album's out now. You can go pick it up. Uh, go to FYE, go to Best Buy, wherever. They sell CDs. <laughs> Actually, Amazon. None, none of them have it. They don't have it. Amazon, where you have to get it. Fye's had. Like they didn't a, get. That's weird. They've been throwing it around like they had some kind of exclusive thing. Oh, I'm sure, it. but you know what? Um, it ain't there because Scott went in to get it for you. But Martin Van Drunen, ah! uh, we're gonna have the pleasure of talking with him uh, in the next week or so, uh, along with uh, John and Donald Tardy from Obituary. 
Uh, we also have Danny Nelson from Malignancy. We're going to talk about their new EP. That when are we dropping. doing that? Next week? Yeah. Okay. It'll be right after it comes out. Cause Actually, we're doing him and Martin the same fucking day, aren't we? No, because that's... No. Uh, it'll okay. be next Thursday we do him. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Malignancy, they're going to Germany this week, so uh, they're going to tear it the fuck up out there. So that's pretty awesome when they come back. He's going to give us the time to... Corey, and I want to actually take a second, because Corey, everything that he just told you, he got. He got all that stuff. Let's get a little <laughs> uh, hand there for Corey yeah. on that. And Ken Ferrey. Thank you. So that was uh, that was this. And my, my Halloween gift to you fuckers, I love you guys, my gift to you, we will be recording this week, but it won't be up for a while. But I'm going to tell you now who it is. We've got Steve Tucker from fucking Warfather and Morbid Angel coming on the show. The man. It's going to be awesome. So that's really my gift to you for Halloween. That. Corey's got more to give you. I don't have as much, but mine's pretty cool. Well, we're, we're, we're starting to roll out for you guys more of a system here. You know, we want to uh, we want to give you guys, you know, we got every, you know, um, we talked to Brett from Leveling Creation and, and just want to take a minute to say... That that's very unfortunate. What happened? After. Good God, look at her butt. Sorry, <laughs> that's what happened. No, it is. It's horrible. The 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 whole the malevolent thing uh, is uh, crippling to me because this Friday we, we were supposed to be at that show, but now it's okay. I mean, it sucks, but I, I feel like I've kind of made up for that now because we've got Steve coming on on Friday. Even though we were supposed to have been at a malevolent show, right? But and that whole, from what I understand, the whole band is fell to shit. Like it crumbled. Well, regardless, you know, we had that and and nothing out of him. I just don't. I don't know. We had Lee from Monstrosity, and and he, you know, they're in the works of writing a new record for you guys, which is amazing. Um, what I'm saying, it's got the Cut Up Boys coming back. Yeah, and and, and Tobias, uh, I mean, with Cut Up, they're they're in the studio recording, which is amazing. Um, that's why John and Donald haven't been on yet from Obituary. They are currently recording as we speak, so that's. Um, Pretty awesome. As soon as they're done, they're going to get back with us and, and be on the show, which is great. But we want to get early to the next point. year. Early yeah. next year, uh, this is one that Corey got the ball rolling, and the doctor kept kicking it in the pants, even though there's kind of a language barrier. But we have uh, Helmuth coming on from uh, Belfagor. Yeah. Finally, but we're at the point promoting now. their new record. It won't be till January, February. But I think your is her butt again. Yeah, I think your babe here is going to die because all the dolls I wanted to are, see her butt again. All the dolls are. Uh, not looking good. I'd like to use her butt as a face mask. Anyway, there you go. or or a brush. Um, but yeah, getting to the point where we want to start getting this to the more current era, where we're promoting, we're, we're helping out the artists more, um, to where they have something to promote and talk about on the show. Because I feel like sometimes when you approach artists and stuff like that, they're like, "Why do you want to interview me right now? Like, there's nothing going on, or we're just touring," you know. Um, so it's good to have something on the table for them to want to promote, and we can talk about the recording process. Of course, with uh, most of these artists we've never had on here before, we're going to go through the ropes. We like start with the first record, history of the band, and go, you know, and then <coughs> then we'll get to the current state of the band and where you know how the recording's going, how the reception of the album's going, and you know. So uh, yeah, we want to take a new approach to to this podcast, at least. At least a little bit, where um, you know we want to we want to make sure you guys, if you haven't heard some of these bands, to uh, definitely 
know that they have new shit out and you can go pick it up. So that's it. That's definitely physical media. Oh, there's an nip slip. There you go. And here at uh, Mr. Skinless, we always want to let you guys know when the action's really happening in horror. And I believe that happened at 31 minutes and 18 seconds. There was Ugh. some uh, nip slip. And now this is... Uh, Fuck. These dolls are fucking reaming her fucking face into the wall. That was great. Such a waste of her butt, too. I can tell that they added that gore in. Like it's, uh, they're like, yeah, it needs more gore. That was pretty bad. Damn. She's still alive, though. She doesn't know what the fuck just happened. She's about to find out. But this this mansion apparently was owned by uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Bad Teddy. <laughs> Oh, Teddy. So she's just gonna die of a fucking blood hemorrhage in her fucking head. Nope. She's gonna get pulled away. But this is a... Weird movie? This is a set. It's a mansion built inside of an Italian set owned by Dino De Laurentiis. Strange. Isn't that weird? Yes. Where you can basically walk around in it like a mansion. It look. It also looks like the mansion from, uh, or like the house from People Under the Stairs, but I don't think it. Yeah, is. it kind of does. It looks like it. And the, I don't it, think that was shot in Italy. Though. No, it wasn't. But it looks like it. I could be wrong about that. No, I don't think it was. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, off to a pretty good start. Thirty minutes in, you get your first uh, doll kill, so that's pretty awesome. Waiting for Mr. Punch to get some action here, because you know he's he's wanting some action. It's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I would love to have that doll. As much as he's creepy, I think he's pretty awesome, too. Um, just a weird-looking fucking elf doll. And, of course, Daddy no likey. Or David Bauer, whatever the hell his name is in this. Um, so, yeah, we... we I'm proud of this this podcast. I'm, I'm glad uh, you guys are listening, and uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming, and it's just going to keep on rolling. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy all of that and get some insight on these new records coming out, and uh, get you more interested to go fucking take a listen and pick them up. And uh, defeated sanity, who we got on later, which is a fucking awesome interview. Uh, they're going to do some touring, and then uh, they're also going to start writing and getting on track of recording another album. So um, It's a weird little interview. Yeah, it was interesting. Cool. We had some uh, technical difficulties. It's actually one of those where <clears throat> I'm actually amazed it actually happened. That interview was kind of complicated because we had uh, Josh in New York and then... Uh, and Lily in Germany. Correct. And, uh, so that was... And how you all figured any of that out is beyond me. Well... When we use, you know, normally we use Skype for these, and you can merge calls with other people and do a three-way call, and uh, we just, it wasn't working out. It wouldn't merge the calls, and there was some kind of issue with that. So basically, we just got Josh to uh, call Lily himself and then merge it with me, and it ended up working just fine. So sometimes Skype, you just gotta, you know, it just has a weird way of working itself out sometimes, so... Uh, worked out really well. I had a really fun interview. We uh, 
talked about everything on Lily's end. You know, did we do that at did we do that at Jens's? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't really. I mean, it was like was that a week ago, two weeks ago? Well, I remember two my uh, my internet got fucked that day. Like they were like, "Yep, we shut it off." Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, he was out of town. It I was an impromptu that, so thing was... where we we had tried to get them on there for like a couple of weeks, and we ended up having to push it back and push it back because some complications. With a lot of stuff, with uh, well, us on our end, yeah. not their end. It was us. Yeah. So uh, we had some whatever difficulties with some shit. Um. But yeah, it ended up working out really well, and uh, heard a lot from Lily on on his end, and you know, Josh, of course, is one of the newer uh, members of the band, but young too. Yeah, but he's very uh, very talented guy, and uh, had a lot of fun stuff to say. And when we finally got to him at the end, where he really got to talk to us it was really fun so um, I had a good time with that because you know it's Lily's the founding member of Defeated Sanity so he's really the only it was what him and his dad was saying <laughs> he was like not what he said it was something weird like that him and his dad no that's st- that's how he started drumming and stuff yeah but I think you can look this up I'm pretty sure one of them was in that fucking band huh um you guys listen to the interview and figure that out <laughs> but it was mostly Lily talking that we had to ask him because we wanted to go through, you know, the history of the band and all that stuff. And, you know, Josh was a pretty big fan of Defeated Sanity. So for him to come into this and Lily pretty much tell him he's their guy, which is really cool. Then, um, Can I review yeah. something else? Yeah. But the, the, the interview is very cool and definitely check that out. It'll be at the end of the episode as always. And, uh, yeah, get get pumped for that while we... Hopefully you guys have your copy of Dolls in, whether it be Scream Factory or just the fucking MGM DVD or uh, or you pull the torrent. Woo! Yeah, or you pull the torrent. Whatever, whatever you do. Holy shit! So I just went into Nerdland. I don't have to talk about this, but what is it? I want that for Christmas. Star Trek: The Seventies Animated Series on Blu-ray. Awesome. <laughs> Anyway, that's only that's, thirty-seven bucks. I won't get it though. But anyway, but yeah, I'll buy, but I'll buy it. I'm going to be like Mari, but figure something I'll steal it. Uh, I wanted to review something else. This this now everything that I talked about <clears throat> mustones. Here's another mustone for you. You can pick this up at Best Buy for ten dollars. It's not on sale. It's just ten bucks. It is the most gorgeous print I've seen of a restoration of a film. Of a horror film, maybe ever. You told me about it. I and I would be it. referring to American the Anna, correct yeah. American Werewolf in London. Awesome. Uh, it's a must own. You can get it at Best Buy for ten bucks. Don't buy it anywhere else because it's going to be expensive. Everybody else wants like twenty, twenty five for it. It's ten dollars at Best Buy. It's not on sale. It's just what they're selling it for. This is the new anniversary edition. There's nothing new. In fact, when you put the fucking thing in, you're going to be like, I just got ripped off. It's the same menu. Same special features, everything. Same everything's running the, the same. Different. But the print it's a new is a fucking 4K scan or 2K. Scan. It's a 2K scan. 2K scan. It, it maybe it is 4K actually. Oh. I don't know. It's not a 4K disc, but it's it's a Blu-ray disc. It's the scan. I don't fool with 4K, but print. correct. But it's ungodly looking. So it's not just a port and a new. Uh, when you, like I said, you're going to be fooled because when you put it in, you're gonna be like, oh, I got fucking ripped. It's the same thing I had before. But no, that would not be correct. Um. And I mentioned this on the last episode that we did. Phantasm was up for pre-order on Amazon, and now it's gone. Hmm. And I ordered it. 
Two of them. It's awesome. But it's not on here now. Speaking of which, I wanted to ask you this, and I wanted to t- kind of interview you about this. Uh, have you watched Ravager yet? No. Uh, it is on digital as of today. It came out today on digital. Well. Um, so it's uh, it's on HD digital. Which you've not watched. Talk, but I haven't watched it, but I do have it. I haven't watched it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in on something. A couple of things I wanted to to kind of get on. Am I? Uh, I'm probably gonna get the doctors in for this, but if it's cool, I'd like to talk about it. I want to talk about these fucking piece of shit film festivals that these hipsters run all around our country. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Are you fucking kidding me that you're going to make me pay make me pay 60, 70, 80 dollars and I can't go watch the original Phantasm cuz I have to watch all this homegrown garbage. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you if you guys are a fan of that stuff or you're involved with it, I don't really care you can suck my dick. I'm not I'm offended by it. It's annoying that I can't walk into a theater and just watch that film. Every single place that uh, like like last for example last year John Carpenter's Halloween but it was a it was a uh, it was a one night thing you got to go to the theater anybody could watch it and you pay a premium price it was like it was expensive it was like 17, 18 bucks but I got to fucking watch it. it was awesome I don't think it's fair that a movie obviously that Corey and I are fans of like Phantasm is making these circuits where you have to pay these assholes sixty seventy dollars to watch one goddamn film I don't think it's right I think it's wrong I get it but I'm not going to watch your crappy films to do, to do it. For example, the, the the same time that that thing's making its rounds, there is a anniversary edition from Turner Classic Movies that I wanted to recommend to everybody because we're going to be going and doing this, I think, still uh, of The Shining. Yeah. But I'm not having to pay eighty fucking dollars or sixty or seventy dollars to watch one goddamn film. <laughs> I, I know I can't be the only horror fan that's like, oh shit, Phantasm's playing at this, but I can't go see it because I have to pay to watch all this homegrown crap. Yeah, which it is. It's crap. That's not everywhere. I think it's just here and some a couple of every the places close to us that, yeah. that I've looked in Georgia and Florida and and on up into Tennessee and places like that. I just don't think it's fair. I I I, I don't. And I'm I'm addressing this specifically to Don Coscarelli. I don't think it's fair that you allow your film to be generated through that toilet. This is me. This isn't Corey. This is me. If there's a problem with it, you can talk to me about it. I don't think it's fair. That I can't watch a film that I grew up with at a theater because I have to go watch these these hipsters beard beard IPA beer drinking uh, fucking horror movie. I'm not doing it. I won't do it. I suggest you all don't do it. Don't give them any of your fucking money. It's bullshit. Just steal the goddamn thing off the internet. I'm telling you to steal it. it it's ridiculous. I'm not paying. And and I was I was treated very poorly by the, the folks that do it at the one near us and, and I, I, I was recently something I haven't even talked to Corey about and I hope it's cool that I'm talking about it but I just think it's wrong I think it's I'm not going to watch your local make crap <laughs> and, and, you, and you, you act like you act like you're in the same league with the original Phantasm film wrong yeah it, it would be with anything if they did some kind of you know a 4K restoration or a 2K restoration of another film that I loved you know, like for example, like last year, like Halloween. If they had tried to make me forced to watch that through that thing, that's bullshit. Hmm. And if any of you guys got to do that last year, to end this on a positive note, the Halloween, the the fucking classic, the fucking the the, the movie in the theater 
I hadn't seen since I was a kid at a drive-in. It's still horrifying. It's horrifying to see Michael running oh, around great. on the screen. I had to watch it by myself. I got fucking ditched by everybody. I think you were at work. That's not your fault, but yeah. everybody else kind of shafted me on that. I got stuck at work. But uh, whatever. So uh, so it's really cool. Uh, but I don't like the idea of these films. It, it would be one thing if it's like, hey, we have Phantasm. We have... Uh, the new film with Ken Foray in it, we have, but there isn't any of that. Not at the ones I looked at. Right. It's all this, this hip. It is. It's this beard hipster crap. It, it's it's, you know, they're wearing their Broncos jersey and they're they're fucking running around like they're hot shits. Fuck, uh, you know, it, uh, what a nightmare. It's just it's just not fair. I don't think it's fair. And then I don't get to see a film with my co-host here. And like I said, it may not bother him as much as it does me. And he is obsessed with Phantasm via the name of this podcast, but I don't think it's fair that we can't go watch a film that's through a Regal Entertainment Group. I can't go watch the film because these hipsters have rented it out <laughs> with daddy's with daddy's money because they're a bunch of little rich assholes. Yeah. It's not fair. It's just not fair. And I, I think, I, I realize it's not Don's fault because it's doing circulation or whatever, But and I'm sure they paid for it, but it's not fair to ask somebody to pay fucking 60 dollars $80 to watch one film. Yeah. I don't think, and I, I don't care what it is. And I'm not even as big into Phantasm as you are, but it's like, but but if it was some, although I did want to see that in the theater. Uh, but whatever, I, I don't get to do it, so it sucks. But but it just, it just doesn't seem fair uh, to me or to anybody else that's a fan of something that you can't go, you, you have to pay for the whole festival to go the whole thing. I mean, uh, horror, horror, and uh, science fiction conventions don't do that. If you want to go one day, you can go one day. You know, but you can't do that. You, you can't. You have to pay to for the whole fucking thing. Buy the whole thing. That's fucking bullshit. It's yeah. them being greedy. It's so they can get more IPA beer and have their girlfriend sit on their face with their fucking uh, mastodon beard. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. And they are the, the assholes I'm talking about, which I will remain nameless. Are that? Hmm. They're fake hipster douches. They're, they're showing stuff that I saw at the theater when they were in their dad's balls. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair to anybody. I don't care if you work at UPS and you're in your 70s and you want to go watch fucking uh, Phantasm. You, you can't. Yeah. you got to pay them $80. It's just not right. But anyway, enough about that. But it fucking pisses me off. There's something else I actually wanted to bitch about too. and I can't. Oh, oh one last thing. If you like that movie, Don't Breathe... Don't ever listen to anything I recommend because you're a fucking idiot. That is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. I had to sit through it last night. You watched that it. is the worst piece of shit. If you can't get away from a blind, crazy guy in a house that has night vision, and, and you have, like, the, the camera's done with, like, night vision stuff, then you, you, it's just horrible. It's a horrible movie. And if that's where the state of horror is, then it's in the toilet. The Blair Witch thing I keep hearing is good. Here's my take on that, kids. I'm not going to oh, watch... I call it a Walmart Films Presents. I'm not, I'm not going to watch that movie. I never watched the original. I never watched the sequel. And I have no interest in watching a remake of it. That's my stance on that. If we have fans of that, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a bone to pick with Blair Witch. I really don't. I've never watched it. It just doesn't interest me. Somebody running around with a shaky camera. It fucking makes me want to puke. I could do that. Uh, Corey and I could do that right now with our phone and then watch it. I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's just my opinion. At least the original one. But the, the don't breathe or whatever the fuck, it's horrible. 
What a horrible, 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 horrible film. I don't even consider this. It's like that It Follows. Everybody last year. Oh, oh, you doctor, you got to watch It Follows. Turd. Wrong. Horrible. Awful. Horrible. I wasted money on that movie. But everybody's like, hey, hey, man, let's get an IPA. Listen to the new fucking Ghost record, dude. (laughs) If you listen to Ghost and you're into Don't Breathe, you don't know anything about what the fuck we're doing. Not a fucking clue. I'm sorry. Don't see. I listen. Don't do. I it. listen to Ghost, but I don't watch that movie. I would never watch that. That's movie. fine. I'm just. This is. This is a. This is a bone I have to pick that I've never seen. It, it, it's just cliche. It's as cliche oh, as the dolls. when. It's as cliche as when I'm growing up for somebody to be like, Yeah, man, I like fucking. I like heavy metal horror movies. Fucking stupid. It's just dumb. It's just. It's a cliche. It's a bad cliche. And, oh, shit. But yeah, I, I never understood. I don't understand why these dolls are stabbing people. But I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad they're killing that man, though. <laughs> that man woman. But yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's fucked up. And I, I don't. I, and it's always Lionsgate. Lionsgate always puts out these turds, uh, and, and they make all this money because these people are like. Man, I'm really fucking stoned. Give me another one of those fucking mud grass IPAs. And they, it's like, really? It's like, I mean, that's all we were surrounded by last night. IPA beer breath and beards. <laughs> fucking garbage. It's fucking stupid. And I, it's fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, man, I'm fucking Lord. I can't fucking go fucking good, man. It's like, oh, I can't fucking skeleton witch, man. Fucking bullshit. Now the doctor. I am in. I ain't been in in a while. I'm in. Uh, whatever. But anyway, back to dolls. That, that's my little thing about that. I'm sorry. I fucking makes me want to fucking puke. And people think they're they, they want to. Re- the, the last thing with this, and I'll, I promise I'll shut up about it. I hate when people try to relate to me too. It's just like, yeah, man, cool fucking shirts. Like you don't you don't know what this is. I was wearing a fucking Belfagor shirt, and that fucking idiot at the theater like, well, that's fucking cool. I was like, you know who this is? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's fucking ghost. But he, he didn't know what the fuck it was. That's fucking behemoth. It's fucking stupid. It's just, it's so cliche. It's like the, the, these... It's got thrown through These window. beard bands, these beard bands are the new... They're like the new grunge or something. It's just awful. Man, you like it fucking don't breathe? Horrible. <laughs> One other thing I did want to say, though, I will say this, because I know i got people out there saying, oh, well, he, I guess he hates anything new. Not true. Love all the Purge films. Love all of them. I watched the new Purge. Fucking love it. It was actually really good. Fucking love it. It's, it's, I saw that motherfucker four times. At the it's theater. actually good. I it's it fucking cool. great. It's really fucking good. You got twisted. fucking crossbones is fucking in it the whole yeah. time. It's awesome. It's great. And, um... Guy that plays fucking, you liked it. Why didn't you fucking tell me you saw it? Didn't I you forgot it? about that. The guy that plays Baby O and uh, Con Air is in it. The first to go he's, he's and the, the last to know is Doctor Vincent West. <laughs> he's the store owner or whatever. It's Baby O. It's great. It's good. That's actually good. It's great. Those movies are good. So you can't say, oh well. And I also like Conjuring movies. Yeah, the Conjuring Be the first to great. say that. Still can't find well, the second. Well, I don't to be consider used. "Don't Breathe" a horror movie. It's some blind guy and people are freaking out. It's more of like a thriller. Oh, but 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 that's what, that's what they're saying. Because there is no horror movie, so that to be like... Because it's a fucking lunch. It's, no, it's like It Follows. It's marketed the same way. It's also... Some fucking bearded chode is sitting in his house with a fucking vibrator up his ass. It's also from that... Going, oh, also, Sam Adams make me come! It's also from that Fred Alvarez dude that made that Evil Dead remake. That's who made that film. 
Let's talk about that real quick. Evil Dead remake, turd. I've said it from day one. I did not like it. It offended me. I liked it. That's fine. And everybody else on the planet does. I was not into it. It is not my thing. And, uh, you know. Will I buy the director's cut Blu-ray when it comes out? Of course I will. But, I mean, it's not. They're putting a director's cut of that out? Yes. If you're into it, you know, a lot of your brother, a lot of people were like, ooh, about it. I just, I didn't didn't get it. I watched it and I was like, I don't see nothing about it. It's the same fucking people that told me. You're good. You're good. I like, I like, we like different stuff. But, uh. But it wasn't even, I didn't even have really a reason why. I just enjoyed it. I thought the, you know, some of the gore scenes were pretty cool. It was too serious for me because it's such a, a goofy, (coughs) such a goofy trilogy of movies, but. To remake it, I guess they didn't want to. I couldn't. I just couldn't. They didn't want to fuck it. I don't hate it. I just couldn't get it. It's just not my thing. I enjoyed it as something like a new. I hated Don't Breathe. I hated It Follows. I don't even want to see that. It Follows was. Everybody's like really bad. Do you know? Do you you want to hear a direct quote? Movie's awful. This is this proves uh, that people uh, get paid to do endorsements. John Carpenter said it was the best horror film he had seen. Uh, Something crazy like that. I don't believe that. That's a quote. It's on the fucking Blu-ray box. I must have got paid to say that. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking horrible. It's like the, oh, Bill, hey, it's there's, like the uh, Bill Murray payoff. There's what's-her-name. Got your... What, hot butt? Yeah, hot butt. <clears throat> oh, the dolls are working her hand. Are working her head, so... That's pretty interesting. They're luring her other... Her uh, Tim Curry in here, so... Oh shit! That's awesome. You got the doll eyes stuffed in her holes there. That's pretty creepy. But yeah, I don't know where people. I don't know where people go with stuff like that. It's weird, you know. <laughs> There's the Peyton Manning doll. <laughs> I said his ass on fire. <laughs> this movie's funny. It really is. The dolls are hysterical. Uh. Connor, I now I know where Krampus got its basis from. Some of the scenes in it, I've never seen that movie. Krampus is really dumb. Uh, Everybody seems to love it. Though. It's horrible, but it's a fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Like you should watch it at least once. Ooh, it just got curb stomped. I love this. This Tim Curry's just setting these bitches on fire. It's not really Tim Curry, but it looks like it looks like Tim Curry. She's just fucking all these dolls up that actually have these nasty faces underneath. It's pretty cool. Little demons or yeah, something. They're nasty looking. I, I'm digging it. You know a movie I could never get into? What's that? I know there's a lot of fans of this movie, and I, I will be the first to say that I, I just think the movie's gross. And as a child, Ooh. it horrified me. What's that? Gremlins. Not a fan. You don't like Gremlins? Not a fan. Huh. I don't like it at all. I can see why. It's it's kind of creepy. It's nasty. Yeah. Those eggs that they're in, it's nasty. <laughs> it's na- it's gross. I mean, it's not it's not even cool. It's just gross. And everybody's always like, oh, man, it's like, I love gremlins. It's like, cause, and you know what? That's I, I don't have anything against it. I don't like it. But gremlins is one of those movies you either love it or you don't. There's no middle ground on gremlins. Gremlins is either... You're either way into it or you're not into it at all, in my opinion. <coughs> there you go. That's fucking doll shot her. It's hilarious. 
awesome. It's just really funny. These dolls are just fucking people up. Yeah, on Krampus, you know, it, it had potential to be pretty cool, but they put too much focus Never on... Never seen it. They put too much focus on other things, like there's these, like... Just spoiler alert to anybody who's actually interested in seeing that movie. There's, like, these little gingerbread cookies or something that are, like, demon things, and they... It's like, that's the majority of what's going on in the movie. Like, it's really weird. Uh, Krampus is very awesome looking, and it had potential to be really good, but it ended up being a really stupid movie. Um, it was entertaining mildly all the way through. I, I would say if you watch it, you wouldn't be disappointed in the time you wasted. It's it's worth watching, but it's not good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you feel like you didn't waste, like, two hours of your life watching it, but you're still like, well, that was dumb. But, you know, it, it's not bad. Is that something I'm going to watch around Christmas time or Halloween? No. But uh, I get it, you know. It, was, it wasn't it was a bad try at a movie. I thought it was interesting. Right. And um, had a lot of influence, I think, definitely from this film, as well as maybe Puppet Master, too. And, um, you know, with some of the effects and stuff like that, definitely. Uh, and the way they look, too, I think a lot of the stuff that went on in Krampus takes a huge chapter out of Dolls and Puppet Master's playbook. So, uh, yeah, I, I, now that I'm watching this, I definitely feel that vibe from Krampus, which makes me almost kind of like that movie. So, um, You do have a Krampus tattoo. I mean... Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I thought... I've I'd never told you all this, too. It's kind of disturbing for me, but Corey also does these podcasts in the nude. The whole time, yeah. Oh, well, it's either he's nude or he's in his Mets jersey. Stephen Lee, which I think his real name is, in this. I've seen him in other shit. I'm pull up. Bad Teddy. Isn't that what she said? Bad Teddy. And she was like, "Oh Teddy. Oh Tootie. Oh Teddy. Oh Tootie. Oh Teddy." Yeah, Stephen Lee. It's Ralph Morris in the film. Actually, died uh, August 2014, which is very sad. Every fucking seems like everybody that I like is dead. Lemmy's dead. Dio's dead. Peter Steele's dead. He Everybody's was, dead. He was in. Uh, Gunnar Hansen's dead. He was in uh, two episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation. There you go. That's where I know him from. And Nash Bridges, and he was in uh, RoboCop Two, also. That's also where I know him from. RoboCop Two is an Irwin Kershner film. If you guys are any Star Wars fans out there, RoboCop Two was directed by the Empire Strikes Back director. Yep. Irvin he also Kershner. did Never Say Never Again, which was the remake of Thunderball with Sean Connery. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Nerd alert. Anyway, but yeah, hey, the stuff's all tied together somewhere. Besides just being Hollywood, but these dolls are actually very well executed. They're very creepy. Um. Again, the print has Bad stayed, Teddy. stayed pretty true this whole time. Um, oh, Teddy. Ralph is not okay. So, I mean, these dolls can do whatever the fuck they feel like doing. The one she's holding in her hand, it's one that I want to smash with a hammer. That's my favorite one. I want to see some... So I want to smash it with a I hammer. I want to see some Mr. Punch action. I can see where this... The post-production took forever on this movie, because there's a lot of... You would own that. 
Yeah. I want to hit it with a sledgehammer. Do you, you think he's creepy? Yeah, same as the Annabelle doll. Oh, yeah. Hammer. That one's uh, Another, that, there you go. Yeah, everybody thinks I don't like newer movies. Loved Annabelle. See, I haven't stacked. Loved it. And they're actually doing a sequel to it. Yep, they are. Which I'm excited about. But, it, yeah. Annab- Annabelle is actually scary. I literally jumped a couple times in the theater because I'm not into demons. Yeah. Like, they scared the hell out of me. And I think they know they scare the hell out of me like a hornet or something because I'm scared of, like, stinging insects. But Which I about got taken out by one of those earlier today. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Not uh, Is that the man? Yep. The woman man? Is that really Stuart Gordon's wife? Yes, it is. Stuart, man. You were slumming, it's brother. Carolyn Purdy Gordon. Slumming! Slumming. Probably should edit that out, too. Fuck it. If he, was a dick, <laughs> if he was a dick to Ken, he can fucking blow me anyway. <laughs> love these movies. Piece of I shit. love them. Mm-hmm. This is a good film. It has had a good pace. It's not boring. Uh, it looks good. I've never seen it to compare it against anything else, but for a movie I've never seen, I'm pretty impressed with it. Scream Factory usually puts out pretty quality stuff. I'm oh, yeah, not real that, crazy with about their fall titles. But that uh, Return of the Living Dead print was awesome, especially considering I have the two other prints um, that have been released in the past few years. Uh, the, the Anniversary Edition and the, uh, the uh, limited cover art, or like art card version that, that they put out. You can get at Walmart for like fucking five bucks. Um of course not anymore but you could so um yeah that that looked i could tell just as soon as it came on i was like wow this looks great and it really does and they put back that um whatever that that song from the cremation scene with james karen they put that back in there um it's pretty awesome little things like that make it all the better so the dad is thinking this guy is a fucking serial killer and Really, it's been the dolls, and this guy is pissing the dolls off. Smashing everything to pieces. Does my hair look bad? It looks bad. No, I bet. Oh, Good. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll outdo you Vincent all. West is going gambling tonight, kids. Woo! Going gambling. My hair will... I mean, I can outdo you on bad hair. I don't ever fuck with it. I'm going gambling. Yeah, but you... Mr. Gorkrass is married. And yeah. Dr. West is... I don't know what he's doing. I'm just kind of doing my thing. You're a swinger, baby. Kind of. <clears throat> but yeah. This movie looks good. I mean, it's... Uh, this part's a little spotty, but there's only been a couple of... The Krampus cramps. thing. I, Krampus, whatever the fuck you call it. I'll watch it. It's about to come on Cinemax, so I'll watch it on there. It's it's worth watching I still once. have cable. I know that's weird, but I do. I do, too. It's worth watching one time. It really is. Just, I'll watch it. I'm not telling you it's good. It's really not. But I mean, you have a t-shirt watching. from, from Fright Rags, but I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I accept you. <laughs> I got the uh, Krampus. Oh, there's Mr. Punch. There you go. Oh, shit. Yeah, that needs a sledgehammer. It needs a fucking, uh, like, Super Bowl field goal kick to the face. He hasn't gotten any action. It looks like they've done stop motion with these, which is cool. Oh, they did. It took them forever. Harkens back to my memories of my youth watching Clash of the Titans from the late great Ray Harryhausen. There you go. Or Golden Voyage of Sinbad. It's my favorite Sinbad movie. All those movies are great. If there's any Star Wars fans out there, you should watch anything that Ray Harryhausen did because that's where all you your Star Sinbad Wars stuff, stuff came too? from. Ray Harryhausen, yes. Wow. I love the original. Stuff. 
Yeah. The old Ash shit. Yeah. Eye of the Tiger and yeah. Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Golden Voyage of Sinbad obviously is my favorite. But anyway, but yeah. The one with the Cyclops or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's Golden Voyage of Sinbad. That's yeah. the one I've watched. We've seen that, you badass. Yeah. VHS, baby. I Just impressed the hell out of me. That's crazy. I had that when I was a kid. That's I loved weird. That loved it. It's on Blu-ray. I grew up with that shit because it was already on. TV there's an Australian boot of it on fucking uh, Amazon. I'm really? About to buy. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Look, I'll show it to you. That's a trip to memory lane. Look, I'm young, but I grew up with some old shit. You like good stuff. You have an old soul. Yeah, I guess so. And I probably have some people out there wondering my age. I just wanted to let everybody know I'm 21. <laughs> so. If you're wondering how old Dr. Vincent West is, I'm 21. Forever. And my real name, there's some people that want to know my real name. I wanted to go ahead and share this. Y'all probably heard me say it in other other episodes, but I want to go ahead and tell you that my real name is Marty McFly. (laughs) So, there you go. The the store Forever 21 is named after uh, Dr. West here. Correct. And I shop at The Gap. Yeah. Uh... Where's that fucker at? Boom. Wow. I'm buying Golden Voyage of Sinbad, 18 bucks. Now, let me tell you a little bit. Let's talk about this for a second. We got any Sinbad fans out there. Eye of the Tiger and Golden Voyage of Sinbad were released a Sony print through Twilight Time. They were very limited, very rare. I have both of those as well. They're worth about 150 bucks a piece. But this Australian company's been getting rights from Sony titles. They also put out a, a boot of Christine before it was made available when it was just Twilight Time. They also put out, and it's still available, a boot of uh, uh, Fright Night. And you can also get those uh, Sinbad boots. I have the Tigers on there as well. God, that's awesome. I would love to watch that. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. but um... Something Corey and I used to... You know, I, well, we do this and we watch stuff doing this. Well, you and I really don't get to. I think the other night we watched. I wanted to actually thank you for this. We've not really sat down and watched, you know, a horror movie. And we watched one the other night. I didn't mean yeah. to keep you up because I know you had to go to work. But hey, I, you surprised me. With I just it. hang it out at the morgue. That's but yeah, I did surprise you with it. We, I told you. That's how much I like that movie. It's like I don't care if I have to go to bed. I'm fucking watching this. It's pretty awesome. And we did. We watched it front to back, start to finish. So it looked great. <coughs> uh, What's neat about that? Uh, Oh, you know, cool. I don't know if the thing is like this or not, but I know there's two versions of the film. I think there is, though. I think that's why there's two Blu-rays. I think there there be, is. There's you've a, got the uh, one and then the other one. It's a different cut of the other one. It's not a director's cut, but it's a, it's like an alternate an alternate cut of it. Fuck. Oh, shit. What the hell? Mr. Punch is coming out of this dude's face. Oh, shit. That's actually pretty fucked up. Oh, Maybe some audio for this. Also, they have a new Mr. Punch now. Mr. Punk? Mr. Punch? Mr. Punch. Mr. Teddy? Oh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy. What little you I thought they called him Mr. Bunch. <laughs> which would just be weird. I don't know what Mr. Bunch would mean. Or... Fucking A. Alright. Well, we got Defeated Sanity coming up for you guys here. Yeah, man, those guys are super fucking cool, and it was an honor to have 
have the uh, founder of the band on, and, 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 and obviously Josh as well. It's really cool and uh, just really good. Yeah, and I think you guys will enjoy it. It's really good stuff. And uh, we thank you so much for listening in. And uh, as always, enjoy Defeated Sanity and stay fucking gory. I welcome you to the morgue. Josh and Lily from fucking Defeated Sanity, Nasty Death Metal. Yep. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? If none of you guys have checked this shit out before and you're listening to this interview, uh, Amazing stop bands. what you're doing and yeah. go get yourself educated on uh, what slamming, balls-busting death metal is. It's fucking Defeated Sanity. All right. So how are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm good. Yeah, no complaints. All right, so... We will start with uh, Lily, if that's cool. We'll start with a brief uh, history of the band. Tell us how things got started for you. Um, like, whew, from the very beginning? Or yeah, if, like, you if, you, if, you, if you can. If you don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a pretty weird story, I guess, um, because um, I was uh, growing up on a, definitely, like, deep in the sticks of, Bavaria, like south, southern Germany, there was there was no scene there, you know, it was just like people playing soccer, and, but no no one knows something heavier than Rammstein or Metallica or something. Sure, sure. So um, I, I actually just started jamming with my dad for fun. Like, oh, wow. It was kind of like... Was kinda like uh, I don't know, M- music lessons <laughs> slash band practice. And right. Yeah, so the, the band actually started like this, and it was uh, my dad and I just recording a few, like, different kinds of metal and getting familiar with all, yeah, different styles. And then, uh, after f- just a few years, uh, we started to find the first members you know and uh, 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 yeah but like we started every, everywhere it says uh, we started the band at 1994 but I was actually just 12 years then old then so that's why I say it was like music lessons slash uh, band practice because I, I don't really know what it was in the beginning right so the band started to become a band at um 1998, maybe, when uh, the, the uh, Christian, the dude that played on uh, Necrophages' Epitaph, he, he started to play with us first, um, and um, the bass player f- uh, called Tino and uh, singer called uh, Marcus, and yeah, pretty much that lineup started to, to record uh, the album, and at the first album, Prelude to the Tragedy, and that was in 2003, 
So there was a lot of time, like almost 10 years from the founding of the band to the uh, first record. That's how it started. Oh, yeah. Then you go to... Um no, you guys released a lot of demos coming up until your first full length was in uh, 04. I mean, about any shows and stuff, you guys strictly playing in Germany or were you guys traveling before your first record? you have, uh, you know, notable bands you guys started playing shows for to get you up there? Yeah, it was uh, mainly German, of course, like uh, right there where we lived. Um Played, um, actually, I think we played our first show ever supporting Voivod. That's awesome. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. And um, we've been completely different style back then. It was like, I don't know. We, we started playing with my brother back then. And he was more of a funk player. And right. It was like a mix of, it was like a crossover death metal or something. Like, yeah. Uh, we, tr we try to be like Cynic or Disharmonic uh, <laughs> uh, Orchestra or like all this kind of stuff you know sure I don't know but of course we couldn't pull it off but anyways I was with Voivod uh, <laughs> and then we played a show with Creasion in the beginning always killer yeah definitely and then uh, and then a few shows with Belfigor um, <laughs> we just saw them like oh Two weeks ago, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we tried. We tried. Just a quick funny story. We 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 tried to to talk with Helmuth about doing an interview. Man, his English it was just not happening. We. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I love the band, and I I mean I I could show you guys the messages where it's. I mean I have no idea what he's saying. Not a clue. Yeah. There was these uh, these fat chicks from a bar across the street, and she came walking over, and she was... And the, and yeah, they're like, what band are you in? They're ruining the whole thing because we're trying to talk to him. And, and he was... They, we were talking to him, and he was like, we are we are Slayer. <laughs> it was so fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we had to get in on it and be like, yeah, man, this is uh, Carrie King, and I'm Jeff Hanneman. You know, we had to... <laughs> even though, you know, they wouldn't even know. It was just kind of funny. Oh but that's cool. You played. No, that's cool. You played with them. Though, that we we were amazed. I, I Corey had seen them a couple times. I guess open for DSI or something. I'd never got to see them. We see them headline. It was them in Origin. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was in the big, beginning stages. That's awesome. There. You saw them way back. Yeah, yeah wait, like two thousand two, two thousand. I don't know. Maybe oh, two thousand one wow. or something. Cool. And um, yeah, you you asked if we actually went out of Germany. We um, we lived quite close to Czech Republic, so sometimes we would drive up there and play a shitty ass show there. Oh, cool! Shitty ass. How's show. the uh, metal scene up there, even from them to now? You know, um... uh, I don't know. It, like underground shows were always like I don't know was very unspectacular I guess <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> but um, I'm talking about these shows where there's not even Belfigor or like right like a, a big name just like really like you play together with a few goth bands and a hardcore <laughs> oh, shit. band and a, you know it's that's that's what was happening for us in the beginning I, I'm sure that's what's happening for most bands that start out 
Oh, right? yeah, sure. Now, you uh, guys released your first full length in 04, the prelude to the tragedy. It's uh, It was on Grindthetic Records, which uh, Iniquitous Savagery is on there that, that you guys toured with. So. Yeah, I guess, definitely. Uh, that's... How did the uh, record come to be with that, or, you know... Uh, thought process on, um, on the first record of getting the first one nailed down um, that was um, from um, that's uh, you know Gorod of the band yeah um, John John Rushforth from uh, Gorod he he had this band he had this label Grind Ethic and he I don't know we kind of did a trade with him or something with our old uh, demo stuff right. and then he he wrote us uh, just like he, he digs the stuff and he wanted to ask us That's if awesome. we want to record an album for it. That's how it became. Hell yeah. And That's then, um, the regular stuff, you know, you release right. something, someone thinks it's good enough to sign it and then um, you can prove that you're actually made for a label or not. You know. right. That's That's just how it was. Yeah, Gorod has got some good stuff too. Uh, fuck your arse with broken glass. I always thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just got. I I like the ridiculous uh, <laughs> death metal titles. Fuck your arse. Fuck your arse. It's not ass. They say they spell out arse in it. That's oh. pretty you good. You haven't heard that, Josh? <laughs> that that Gorodded? No, I haven't. That's the only one I ever see anywhere. It's the only Tools and Corpses record. Only. And <laughs> <laughs> Only arses and broken glass. Yeah. That's oh, they were definitely funny. <laughs> so they, the uh, <laughs> the writing process from Prelude to Tragedy, uh, if you want to briefly uh, touch on that. Um. Yeah, well, that was like a collection of the most, the, the best songs of 10 years, you know, I did um, we started writing this more like uh, hardcore, brutal death metal, like right. the vein of. We were very inspired by all the, the the old school bands that you have interviewed, actually. Right. Sappho and Monstrosity and uh, Gore Gods. Fuck yeah, man! All this kind of old stuff, you know. That's what we. That's what we did. Started out to be, and then, um, but in two thousand three or two thousand. Too, that was actually that when the when the more the more modern uh, death metal bands also came out like Deeds of Flesh, Disgorge, Rotten oh, yeah. Development, Gorgasm, and we were of course totally uh, um, fascinated by that. So Preludes maybe a, a, I don't know. We couldn't decide what we want to do. do. Do we love the old school more? Or do we love the new school more? So it's good, man. You know. You'd be yeah, crushing on both people, ends. Yeah, so I think that's what we do until this day. You know, mix all the, take all the the history of death metal and take look what we can utilize to make death metal better and better. Our version of it, you know. Oh, definitely. Right. Now, who wrote the uh, lyrics yeah. for the record? Uh, the lyrics for that record? Yes. Um. That was <laughs> that was the last time I had a vocalist that was actually taking um, 
care of the of all the lyrics. Right. Um, and since then, I've I've been the I've been the one that took it into my hands to uh, to do something. You know? Right. Right. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> if you look at the lyrics of Psalms of the Moribund, um, Josh knows that. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some real I don't know. That's my favorite record from you guys is the Psalms record. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Minus. Yeah, many people say that. Passages is mine. I think that thing is fucking nasty. I listen to it about every time I drink, which is a lot. <laughs> that record, I mean, I because everybody kept saying, oh, well, they're, they're technical death metal. I'm like, this sounds like brutal death metal to me. This is what I'm into. I... Not to fast forward to passages, but goddamn, that record is—I love it. I absolutely love that record. It gets—I spin awesome, it, man. I spin it a bunch. It's, <laughs> I, the artwork, everything. It's just the the whole thing. But we'll back up just a sec uh, to the Psalms record 07. You want to talk a little bit about that record? Yeah, um, I just started. Like the yeah, the lyrics. I had to take care of all of that since uh, the. The, the old singer left. Do you like doing that? Uh, um, if I like doing that, yeah. Do you do you enjoy writing the lyrics? Um, I get into it more because I'm not that much of an idiot anymore. I guess. <laughs> I love. I mean, I think the lyrics are like I said. I, I mean, you you wrote "Stoned and Defiled" like entirely. Uh yeah. God yeah. damn. I mean, the first line, victim, beaten, torn, and raped. It's like, <laughs> hi, welcome to Defeated Sanity. It's great. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Toothless yeah, mouth dripping with ejaculate. It's just, if that's not yeah. death metal, I don't know what the fuck is. I'd give you, uh, cheers to you for those lyrics. Just the opening track, goddamn. Yeah, that's, um, I, just, I don't know. I just wanted to be as cruel as possible, like all the death metal bands of that time I guess right but actually that song is uh, was inspired by this uh, whole uh, you know like a Muslim extremist oh okay sure you know when 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 a, when a girl gets raped you know and then uh, she gets stoned for being raped or something it's like right. completely backwards and stuff I don't know I wanted to write something about that it's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. That that exactly. the. <laughs> uh, Josh, were you, were you checking these guys out back then, or because I was not familiar with them back then? I mean, when I first got into Defeated Sanity, it was basically right when Chapters came out. Okay. That was the first. That was the first thing I heard from them, and I was, was thinking 2010. <laughs> okay. What, <laughs> yeah. What name of sweet fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the most disgusting like ferocious music that i've heard and i mean up to that point i had i had been very familiar with like some brutal death metal like i was big on like putrid pile and oh yeah um, like circle of dead children like very yeah. select bands but yeah not, like i wasn't super super in the scene at that point right i mean obviously i heard like disgorge and stuff like that sure too. but defeated sanity was just something so different and just delivered something so nobody was doing that sort of thing, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I'll be honest, you guys will probably both think this is funny, but it's but it's true. The first time that I was familiar with the band was I'd went to see Suffocation and Derek was wearing a shirt. <laughs> oh yeah? Yep. Oh, cool. 
Yep, Derek was yeah. wearing the shirt, and I. This was back in like, uh, God, oh nine, and I was like, "Who the yeah. fuck?" And he was like, "Dude, you need to check them out. They're fucking awesome." So they're that they're the same my... thing happened through me. So I guess to give Derek major props because I saw him before. I think thanks, he was. Derek. I think he was in decrepit birth yeah, still. Thanks, Derek, yeah, I think he was in decrepit birth still, and he was repping the defeated sanity. And I yeah, he wear. You know, we went and saw them last year. We saw an off show. Where I don't think he takes the shirt off. I think it's no. We're, well, his defeated sanity. Last year we skipped King Diamond <laughs> to go see Suffocation because Frank was Frank Frank was doing a show a run with him. So we went and saw Frank Suffocation instead. But Derek was wearing that shirt. It's funny if you see the pictures of me. You guys check it out on my Facebook page. It, it, the picture of me with Derek, he's wearing the damn thing. It's funny. He's always in that shirt. Okay, cool. So Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Derek was a, was a huge supporter. Uh, uh, it's that, that he gave me, actually, um, he gave me AJ's number if, after our singer for Psalms left us and we were searching for someone to uh, take care of the, the vocal duties on uh, Chapters of Repugnance. Let's talk so, about nice. Uh, oh, okay, so so you want to talk a little bit about chapters? How did that that album come about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we've been uh, we've been never like satisfied with everything we put out to that point, and um, I don't know. With that album, I was like, "Fuck it, this time we need to do everything right." And, right. Uh, we got we got a little bit of a budget and. Um, and I was like, um, okay, we have no singer right now. And yeah. I don't know all the people that uh, all the how you call it all the people that were applicating or whatever. Um, right. I don't know. We weren't feeling it. And then I um, I was like, I don't know. One of my favorite singers at that time uh, has always been AJ. And uh, uh, then I messaged Derek and. Uh, asked him hey you still in contact with AJ what's he doing uh, maybe you can ask him if he will be interested to do our next record and, sure uh, then Derek got uh, back to me with his uh, uh, with his email and I think I sent him some stuff actually via snail mail yeah and he listened to it and he loved it and yeah that's the, that's the story Oh okay. yeah, so that's why. Have you guys were you familiar with? Uh, you guys checked out him and you know when he was previously at Disgorge. I think he did one record with them. Was that um, a selling point for you to get him? Yeah, awesome. Oh, definitely. That's like will agree. Like we've all religiously watched that uh, Ohio video. And right. I don't know. AJ was just out of control on that, that video, <laughs> like Discord in general. But yeah, we were thinking AJ has been out of the scene for a long time. At that time, you know, and um, we were like, that would be a good, would be a great fit, and we wanted sure. to, the songs to be the best sounding that they could. And yeah, it, it, it happened, and uh, we were really excited. Uh, yeah, to do it, and I think chapters uh, was for me the I don't know. It's <sighs> when I'm looking back, it's it's maybe something like our rain and blood, you know. Sure. It's, it's something that 
people like it, regarding brutality, you know. So it kind people of will that solidified you guys them. with your sound. You guys were that's where you found satisfied. You sound. were like, "This is us right here. This is a defeated sanity. You know, this is what we want." And uh, yeah, you guys got on Willow Tip for that record. You, just, you know, that's I think that's fucking huge. You know, that's Naraxis, that's Impaled, that's Gorod, and, you know, Flesh God Apocalypse, and, you know, Lang Shea, I mean, a lot of fucking titans of death metal, severe torture and vile, I mean, now you guys are on that list, you know, so, um, how did that come to be where Willowtip got a hold of you guys? I don't even even, even remember, I (laughs) I just know Psalms had had a pretty big hype around it right actually maybe maybe it had the biggest type around it um, on, 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 on these forums and stuff you right know. now who did uh, the artwork for Psalms if you don't mind me asking oh that was some old buddy of mine that's uh, based in Berlin also I, I actually got to know him like in person before I uh, got to know him as an artist you know so that's it's kind of rare you know right yeah all the people you all the people you get to know from the scene are uh, like somewhere else. Yeah. But, um, I, got, I <clears throat> actually got to know him right here, and um, yeah, he got a little uh, reputation for himself and did a few other uh, artworks, uh, at least uh, shirt designs. Um, I think he's awesome with the pencil and stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Always, I love it. Um, yeah, definitely. For that simple style, he's perfect. It reminds me of like the brutal death metal answer to the bleeding or something. The uh, the artwork, you know. For, the, for what, what what you said? Like the it looks kind of like the artwork from the bleeding from Cannibal Corpse, but it's like the brutal death metal oh. answer to it. You know, it's like you got the yeah. Actually, you know what? I think actually, I um, it's like you guys fucking owned it on that record and that. That artwork definitely brings out, you know, uh, how that album sounds, and it's, you know, more of an ode to death metal, too, and, like, how it continued, because, you know, I think you guys added a whole new stamp on the whole thing, and that's, I think, in, in and of yeah. itself, it's pretty ironically cool, you know. Yeah, definitely, yeah, well, um, it's cool that you say the bleeding, because I really like that artwork. It's, yeah. Um, it's, it has this... I'm pretty sure it came up when I when I talked to Ray and the guy who was co- coloring the artwork for sounds that I liked the bleeding because it has this artistic um, approach to it. And right. I think I think that's that's what we also bring to the plate when it comes to death metal. You know, it's uh, oh yeah, more of a I don't know, uh, yeah, artistic thing. It's it's less. Um, not not so much the pop rock right. approach that <laughs> you know that some like some people do that you know yeah yeah in their own weird way yeah yeah you know I don't mean pop like Prince or something <laughs> it's like very fast food kind of like easy to listen to easy to like gore and yeah oh yeah really obvious you know and we always wanted to stay away from that we always wanted to um, make the band artistic you know we are right like classical music is a big thing for us and jazz music as well and we kind of wanted to bring some of the seriousness of that into 
death metal. So, of course, um, that was important for the artwork as well. Yeah. So back to chapters. So did you do a lot of touring? Was there a big tour cycle for chapters? Um, I have a few. I have the feeling that there was never, ever really a big no touring cycle. No tour cycle. For, for, for us, you know, there was always, like, I mean, we, we released chapters and then, um, what they're asking me, well, um, uh, what I said, uh, yeah, we released chapters in 2010 and then I think one year later we were in the U.S. with it. Who did you all, who did you all we tour were never with? Part of a machinery, you know? Okay. It was always just like, hey, you want to play some shows here? You want to play two shows here? You want to play a five five uh, day tour here? It was always very limited, you know. Right. I always wanted a different. <clears throat> all right, moving on. Passage into passages into deformity. I think Ned, I'm just going to sit here and talk about it. Josh, do you like this record? Oh, of course. I, I'm serious. I just want to really rant on this a second to both of you guys. I, the goddamn thing, I love it. I don't know. I it, it takes a lot for there to be a death metal record because I'm real picky about it. I'm older, uh, so I grew up with the whole scene and everything. And it's like, for me, that record was like a breath of fresh air because I, I'm, I'm not someone that likes where a lot of uh, the classic death metal bands have went with some of their sound. Uh, the whole Jason Sukoff, the whole fucking all that bullshit. I don't, I don't like oh, all yeah. that stuff. I'm more like like Eric Rutan. If he produces something, I'm more into that stuff because I feel like he's like the modern Scott Burns. So passages yeah. for me was like wow. And I just that's all I really have to say about that. The artwork, the song, everything, and it's. I don't know. It's just it's just a great record. The, the, it's so much fun to listen to. I still listen to it on a regular basis. It's it it just it means a lot to me. That record. I, th- I think it's fantastic. I uh, awesome. I mean track for track. I just think it's nasty. It's 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 got so much brutality going on through the whole fucking thing. I love the DVD. I think it's fun. That thing that's a fun bonus uh, on it as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't uh, touring for that. Did you guys do a lot of touring for that record? Or that's actually when it started. You know, like 2013 was a year where I say, okay, we we played a lot. We didn't play a big tour with supporting Suffo or supporting Dying Fetus or supporting Emulation or supporting Nile or we never did any of that shit. You know, but we played a lot of single shows. You know. I think May of 2013 was actually every weekend, like every single weekend we would play somewhere and um, was kind of crazy, you know, work from Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday and then play a show Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then go back to work and like it was nonstop, you know. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos from that era. Uh, yeah, man, good stuff. I the the artwork on that was that someone you knew as well, or um, no? That was um, the same guy we used 
for chapters actually uh, the Japanese guy Toshihiro Jesus Nawa. he's that that, yeah, that's that nasty. it is that album cover is <laughs> it's pretty fantastic but the everything on that it just sounds like you're firing on all cylinders that record it's like I said it's one of my mainstays uh, my CD player in my car I still do that I haven't done the whole digital thing yet I'm still rocking CDs but yeah, uh, yeah. Nice. still listen to it in the car so that's it's a, a mainstay the recording on that now you did all the lyrics uh, pretty much <laughs> you know it's it, it's fascinating we've never had him on he's shot away from me doing it but you know you and Paul from Cannibal are the only drummers that I'm currently aware of that do the lyrics for the band so I think it's I think it's fascinating for me. Uh, I've, I've tried we tried to have him on. He's shot away from doing it, but whatever. But it's I think it's really cool that you do that because the lyrics on that on uh, that record are also just fantastic. It's it's just everything, man. The production, the fucking again. I could sit here and just all day. That record, just, I love it. I think it's so good. Yeah. Uh, anyone listening that. Does, that, that, that to me, it's just that, I mean, if someone wants to start with something, that to me is a great jumping off point. It has yeah, every everything going on on it. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, I don't know where, where to put that record right now. It's, uh, I don't know how, it, like, I just know that um, we went more to, uh, I don't know, chapters to me was more like, hello, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Something sounds weird. You hear? Can you hear us okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh, you good? Yep. Okay, cool. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Just double check in there. (laughs) They're sleeping in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we uh, fell asleep. Sorry, guys. I I think that um, chapters was more our style. Chapters to me are the two records where I think that's a defeated style and... um, Passages to me started to be already a little bit of a homage album, you know. I mean, I don't know if that sounds weird to you guys, but to me, um, it, it still has some DS trademarks, but also right. um, it, there was a big New York influence on that, like actually where we bow to the. It's it's pretty obvious sometimes. You know, we even have Frank Greeny from Internal Meeting on on guest vocals there. Yeah, it's awesome. What a song! Um, I don't know all that like all that more groovy stuff is on there. Um, more slamming stuff, I guess. You know. Yeah, um, I guess. But um, and I'm a New York I, kid, you know, so I I ate that record yeah. up. I appreciated it. You know, uh, it's good stuff. It's definitely it's, old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why. I, like, I mean, it, for for me, for I mean, you know, I'm not really sure where you rank it or whatever. But for me, it was a breath of fa- fresh air at my age to hear that because I I feel like a lot of the newer stuff, you know, I fucking hate yeah. I, I fucking hate deathcore. I'm not into any of that crap. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm strictly death metal, and that's it. And you know. Some of the other, you know, Obscura, like, I think Obscura are great musicians, and I like them, but that's too far, I like, I'm not really into that, like, the super it's, tech. It's, it's, it's uh, definitely good musicians. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. Good, good music, definitely, but it's, it, to me, it's, it's not death metal. No, it's it not, is not. It's not dark and, uh, no. um, obnoxious and, uh. 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to me, uh, it's always been like I, I'm very strict to say what's death metal for me. Uh, for me, dissection was death metal. For me, no, for me, no. death metal is uh, Gorgots mm. considered dead or monstrosity, imperial doom. Fuck or yeah, man! You know, that's I don't know. It's that Slayer-based vicious nasty. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of the newer stuff gets, it just gets, it's it's, it's, it's watered down, you know? It's, it's the like, same thing with uh, Thrash over here, like, you know, we're, in America, we're constantly sucked into having to, you know, uh, jerk off the Bay Area Thrash, but I'm more of a, a German Thrash fan, I like Destruction, we like uh, Sodom, you know, I think that's fucking just like... Balls ripping, Motorhead influenced thrash that I the like, Teutonic you know? stuff. Yeah, we're and, more interested in that yeah, creator and, and, and stuff. And I don't Overkill from here is great. I don't think they get enough credit, but um, I'll give them all the credit oh, in the world. One? But uh, Overkill from here, you know, oh, Jersey yeah, Boys, yeah. You Nuclear know. Assault. That's yeah, I mean, to, New York Thrash. To me, the the too. Bay Area stuff's watered down. Like I don't, it just doesn't really? do any. Yeah, I don't. And you know, I'm I'll state my age here, but I you <laughs> know I saw Metallica with Cliff, and I just. It, that was cool, but it's like after that, it's like I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Death Angel, I can't get into that stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't know. To me, uh, Exodus, I don't like. Slayer, I like, but I don't. I'm weird though. People think I'm strange. I don't really consider Slayer a thrash band. I just consider them a metal band. I guess that's yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I don't know the word. Th- I mean, some of their earlier stuff. I mean, up until. You know, after Raining Blood, I mean, they were what kind of shaped up death metal lyrically and, uh, you know, uh, speed-wise. Yeah, you know, they, they helped pave the way for what death metal ended up becoming. I so. mean, what got me into death metal, you know, in high school was getting away from thrash. Like, I didn't like it. Like, I wanted something more extreme. You know, via Cannibal, the, the the first Cannibal record, and Deicide, and and Malevolent Creation, yeah. and all that stuff, and that's that's my favorite stuff. Like I yeah. I was never interested. Yet we have some friends that are getting ready to go see Anthrax. I'm like, no thanks. You know, I'll wait because we we were getting ready to go see Malevolent, and of course all that mess happened, and now that ain't gonna happen. But yeah. anyway, but which sucks. But you know, that's that's more my thing. You know, I I'm not interested in you know. That's why you guys to us are like you know Exodus or Testament. You know, that's just. Um Corey, for example, Corey goes to uh, Maryland Death Fest. That's not something that interests me because, to me, there's too much other genres mixed in. It, like, it's not... I, I don't know. I'm not interested in it's that. It's not I'm, like the... It's, death, not, it's not all death metal, so I just don't, I'm not really interested in it. And I listen to stuff that's not death metal, but, you know, to me, the... I, I, again, it, not to keep going back to that record, but that's why... And I'll never be able to thank you enough for uh, Passages... It was like handing me an oxygen tank. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was suffocating with all the diarrhea in America. Yeah, well, you know, you have always the extremes, you know. Uh, Maryland Death Fest is a completely retro. Everything is super retro, you know. Yeah. Like, all that... Well, it used to be like Milwaukee Death Fest, which the doctor here has attended. You know, yeah, I used to go to years. Milwaukee again. That's my age. That's and I liked like, it, you know, but... death playing and monstrosity stuff like that. And now, you know, yeah, that's um, a real. Shit. You know, you don't you don't need new bands trying a half-assed version of that. Right. It's, that's over. It's, it's yeah. over. But now, with any festival, now they try to throw in everything in your face together, like 
Summer Slaughter started out and you know, I saw like Decapitated and uh, you know, Necrophage and stuff like that. And now it's kinda we want these deathcore bands in here and we want these just batshit bands, no one's heard of bands, and then there's, you know, like one or two death metal bands, you know. It's a, I mean, it's a cash grab, I get it, and I, you know, whatever, but it's, as far as, as a, a fan, fest, it's just like, you know, if, if I can like, construct, if, if we can construct our own death metal festival, you know, and it's hard to get everybody in, in, in one place, too, I understand that, you know. Um, yeah, how I said, um, it's like two extremes right now. I think there's the, still the deathcore kids, yeah. like the sla- slamming gutturality. And some of those kids mix together. Like some of the deathcore kids really like Defeated Sanity <laughs> too, and they like the yeah, slam yeah, stuff. Some you know, think we're a slam band. Yeah, and that's I respect that. If you can listen to something like Carnifex, but then you like Defeated yeah. Sanity, at least they're throwing in good shit in between it. You know, because I'm not gonna. You know, if you want to listen to what you want to listen to, you know, that's. That's fine with us, but you know, not with me. Uh, <laughs> not with me. He's like, no. But if you fucking know. shoot me with a gun, <laughs> ask, ask Josh about it. Yeah, Josh, what is your take on the whole thing? I, I can't, I can't do the deathcore thing. I can't do it. I don't know. So I mean, to me, deathcore, like, I mean, I, when I was a teenager, I was really into deathcore, like you know, the old despised icon, the old. The yeah, old, I'm, a, I'm a despised fan. I like them a yeah. lot. You know, the old Whitechapel when they were doing like, I mean, like those vocal Phil's vocals, like you you hadn't heard stuff like that. In, yeah. But the music that was really reaching people that was like a real extreme, especially to me. Well, that's the weird thing is that they got so popular for being. Yeah, and now know. the new Whitechapel records are unlistenable. Yeah, because they, they made yeah, money, so now they want to make more money. You know, it's they a money want that thing. whole new metal route. It just it's it's literally it's just it's it's basically diet metal. But for <laughs> but for deathcore, the <laughs> thing about that is I've noticed because you know I grew up with it being a big deal to you know the Suicide Silence all that stuff when yeah. the, when the cleansing came out it was like the best selling record on Century Media for a debut album and all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it was a craze. But after the first two records of all those bands, they're either non-existent or it's just gone to shit. And they just, you know. Because, I mean, seriously, that that first Suicide Silence record is is ferocious. It is good. It is good for a a first release. It's good for... It came out in, what, like, 04? I mean... Like, I think maybe 05, 06, something Yeah, it was... I mean, I, I get it. You know, it was great for the time being, but... After all that, when you go to 2016, um, you shitter get off the pot, and Deathcore really doesn't have the longevity like Death Metal does, and Death Metal still has, because exactly. it's got a certain formula to it that just doesn't work for every album. Like, you go breakdown, verse, breakdown, verse, breakdown, whereas Death Metal is just trying to punch you in the nuts and rip it into a vagina you know there's a difference see I, for for me <laughs> it's probably an age thing and again you know but but I'll, I'll quote Glenn Benton and I'm not the biggest Glenn Benton modern Glenn Benton fan now but he basically said he wishes it would all just go away like grunge did and that's how I feel about it I just don't like it I can't relate to it I don't understand it and it's an age thing I, I, I feel the same but um, I, I, I'm I always just also saying I'm waiting for the first good band you know I'm, yeah. I don't mind I don't mind if kids look like that now I don't mind yeah. if they if they want to put electro in it or if they want to <laughs> put 
blah 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 in it. Right. But I'm I'm waiting for the first one that does it in an artistically like um, I don't know a stimulating way. You know? Sure. I but there's not really any room for it because the whole basis of it is we like corn, but we also like suffocation. Let's just write breakdowns for four minutes, and you know. Um, if that's a bridge for kids to get into bands like Defeated Sanity or Suffocation or, you know, uh, Monstrosity or whoever, then more power to them. Let that be the gateway to the to the better thing, you know. Um, if you have to listen to Rush, yeah. if you have to listen to Rush to get to Metallica or Slayer, whatever, then that's what you have to do. But, you know, um, as long as that's what's happening, you know, I think that's, I guess it's a good thing, but... Um, Am I going to listen to it? No. Uh, do I support it? No. But I do support kids getting into the right things when they need to, because you're not going to hear the right yeah. thing right off the bat unless you really want to hear it. So, you know, maybe it's a warm-up yeah. to get to get them into Defeated Sanity. That's fine. You know. Um, I want to let, let me add one thing. I think there's one band that's been um, kind of underrated and also kind of started all of it, like the also concerning the extreme technicality and, and even the the um, some of the breakdown and stuff um, right to me that's um, Iron Dissonance yeah I think the, from uh, Canada the first, yeah the first Iron yeah those guys are very talented talented exactly they're musicians they're, they make music stimulating music and yeah, it happens. To have they're also very uh, all the time. They're very heavy for what they do, and uh, but they they're and underrated they, even in the the for kids. I mean, they kind of fell off the face of the earth for a couple of years. Now they're apparently writing some new stuff, and they have a new record coming out. So that's good for them. Um, you know, never yeah. had a problem with Iron Dissonance. I saw them when I was like uh, fifteen or sixteen. I was pretty impressed. So. Them and uh, Beneath the Massacre are another band. They've kind of been borderline. Uh, you know, I consider yeah. Beneath the Massacre, you know, they fall into the deathcore kid stuff, but it's really... Uh, they're extreme as fuck. <laughs> they're, they're pretty they're nasty. Boundaries. <clears throat> and I think they're also just three guys, two or four guys, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think three guys. <clears throat> and now we'll... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what I mean, you know... Uh, um, that's uh, what do I mean? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Saying they were underrated, and you know, uh, give them credit. I'll definitely give them credit. Um, I will jump back out of this. Thanks for the the heart to heart. That was that was cool. Uh, try to get into the you know how we all feel about the scene and what's going on with things. You know, um, but we'll do the disposal of the dead. Um, Darmada, what you guys got out now currently on? Uh, yeah. I've been just bashing on retro, and Armada um, <laughs> is kind of another. It's a homage. It's, it's basically a homage to uh, Tampa, Florida. Oh yeah. Pretty much, you know. Like um, it, um, I was I was toying with the idea uh, to just call it Demo Ninety One just for fun. Right. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just pretend we're some band from Florida, ninety ninety one, demo ninety one. I don't know. I had that idea. Now this one was basically like a split album, correct? Like one half is, um, yeah, you know, more technical and you know, uh, 
classical side, and the other one's just a straight up brutal uh, shitstorm. Yes. Which I like that concept. I think it's cool. You get a little bit of both. It's, um, you know, you get two concepts thrown into one, and you kind of have to just listen to it all, take it all in at once, or you can do half and half, you know, however you do it. I listened to the whole thing front to back, and I was just like, God damn, it's, you know. <laughs> it's almost like a soundtrack to a movie where everything's kind of fine and it's mystical, it's a journey, and then it turns into like, God damn, I am fucked. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, it's it's a pretty good concept. So, um, I guess talk about that for a little bit. Maybe um, the writing process for that, and and uh, you know the touring cycle and how that how that came about. Well, uh, maybe I start with the touring cycle. Um, even if it has Connie on on the on the CD, we uh, actually introduced. Josh into the band with the touring cycle nice. before the album was out. Okay. So, um, um, and you have also been saying uh, how it's been the touring, blah 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 blah. Right. Never really, never, never really, really toured. Seen that for any other album, mm. but for disposal, Josh, how many how many shows we already played before the album was out? Oh Jesus! I, I mean, the the second U.S. tour was thirty two shows. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we played 32 shows of that, of well, of the disposal part of the record. We did 32 shows playing that from front to back. Wow. Exactly. We've probably played that whole record live now probably, what, like 40 times? Awesome. Yeah. Now, how do the fans receive it? I mean, are you getting new people just coming in and... Oh, they love know, it. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, is this part of the tour cycle you just wrapped up, or was this uh, when you first started touring the record? Uh, I mean, this we, we wrapped up that touring cycle. That, that tour ended in the beginning of February. Right. record came out in July. July, yeah, like that. Yeah. End of July almost, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, then we did, um, we did a very small, like, sort of European, like, Germany... Um, we played a show in Iceland and then uh, Obscene Extreme. It was like a small little tour where wow. we were featuring that stuff too. And I mean, we've been, it's been sort of quiet in terms of shows since the record came out. Now, is that yeah. just more of the promotion or is it... Um, what's up with that? Um, um, I don't know. It's um, We're just waiting. Like, we're waiting for a tour in January to happen. Awesome. And, um, that's going to be Disposal too. It's going to feature that. And, um, yeah, but um, basically uh, it's pretty funny because we already feel like we've played. We've, we've played. <laughs> yeah, that, that much, the album all the way through so many times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've played more tours with this than anything else already. Yeah, um, this one's gotten the most... The most um, airplay, I guess you could say, in terms good. of us playing it live as a as sort of a promotional attempt to you know push those songs. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. And to to me, it already seems a little bit. Uh, yeah, we've done that. And <laughs> you know, the, the the thing I'm a little bit sad about is that um, it's, it's, it's pretty complicated to get the other side of the 
of the album, the Dharmada side, to, yeah. to get that uh, going. But we're trying our best, and uh, I don't want to say anything yet, but I think there might be a chance to bring it to the U.S. Soon. We'd and, love that, um, man. Yeah, and while, while the, we probably won't do the U.S. with disposal, though, because we already did that. Right. It's... Um, that's how that is. Oh, yeah, now, Josh, um, scribe your... Now we finally get to you completely. Uh, we're on we're on track here. <laughs> it's uh, it's been fun so far. Um, describe how you got in touch with the guys and how you got in the band. Well, I, I basically started out when I was, you know, in high school, like end of high school. I mean, I'm only 24, so I'm not, you know, I'm not one of the seniors like uh, like Louie over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was in, like, late high school and getting into college was when I started, you know, writing my own music, and I had a project called Autonomy that I released a couple, I released an EP and a couple of little, like, splits and stuff like that, and then Louie caught attention to that, and he really liked the music and liked my voice, so, basically, I think, I think, I actually, I, I posted a vocal cover of uh, Consumed by Repugnance on YouTube, and that caught it. That was it. Right. Yeah. And then, he sent me, uh, um, an instrumental version of um, the song on Chapters, uh, Blissfully Exsanguinated. Yeah. Which, um, in terms of vocals, is one of the more complicated songs to execute. And he was he was really he was really happy with how I like paid such close attention to the rhythm and the uh, you know just the overall structure and you know sh- like shaping myself to it. Sure. So I mean, basically, it was at that point where I mean, Connie was in the band at that time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he said, if we ever need a fill-in, um, you'll be the first person I call. And then, surely enough, quite a few years later, he was like, "Hey, we're doing a U.S. tour, and Connie's um, Connie's dropping out, and we we need a fill-in. Would you be interested in doing it?" And I was like, "Well, fuck yeah!" And you said that was in the middle of um, the album, still not even out yet. So you were already touring the or playing shows yeah. for the record. I mean, the first tour that I did with Defeated was, um, it was, it, I mean, we played, um, the only song we played off the new record was Generosity of the Deceased, sure. which had already been released on a split with, uh, which is on the Decay. disposal half of it, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah, that was the only song we played was, uh, Generosity of the Deceased, the rest was, um, you know, a lot of passages, a little of everything, really. Right. But, um, and then I got brought back on for the next tour. Actually, no, I think there was a few shows in between. Yeah, Indonesia. Yeah, we played Indonesia. Um, nice. And Switzerland, yeah. But um, And then we did the second U.S. tour, and, I mean, fans were responding really well to me as the voice, you know? Yeah. Definitely. It's got to feel good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> and, I mean, I obviously, I, I love Defeated Sanity. I always did, and it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, it's, it's it's strange to me to be playing with a band that I like sort of grew up listening to, you know. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, just you know, the fans responded really well, and I mean, we we make it work being so you know far. I'm I'm in New York, and they're in Germany, obviously. Right. Um, but I mean, if the promoters want to make it happen, they make it happen. So sure. Exactly. That's, that's how we've been. That's how we've been functioning at this point. It's awesome. So you guys. Um... Now Skype was being a turd earlier. Do you guys use Skype to stay in contact, or just over phone, or how do you guys? 
Yeah, we're messaging back and forth pretty often, stuff like that. Yeah. We're, we're already we're already coming up with ideas for the next record, which awesome. uh, I don't think I don't think we're ready to disclose yet. But sure, me and me and Lily are coming up with some lyrical concepts. So you're actually helping out with the lyrics and stuff now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna be working with Lily on that stuff because awesome. I don't think I don't want, I don't like to just sit by and watch all the stuff happen. You know? Sure, yeah. You know. <laughs> As the uh, the front man, you know, it's cool to. You know, uh, help out with that, and you know, I, I definitely think that's a, a requirement almost of the front man to maybe. Of course, you know. yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's like if if they're you know if it's what I'm singing, you know, it's I would definitely want to have my own influence on it to a degree, especially you know. Sure. It makes it, it makes itself better too, you know. Yeah, definitely. And but you, everybody has their piece of their heart in it, you know. It's, it's, I've always wanted that, you know. I uh, actually just wanted to meet with four people each week, two times, and show one riff, and then next week another riff, and then you know. But mm-hmm. we can't, we can't, <laughs> with yeah. that, you know, because we live apart from each other. And right. It's always one song or two songs. Hey, we gotta have this song and this song. Hey, you learn it over there. You over it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's, I don't think Deicide or uh, Cannibal Corpse worked that way. I think they uh, actually had the real thing and um, they had the right. space. They go I know uh, Immolation, and I never understood why, but for a long time, they the first time they get together and play. Uh, a show is the first time they're together in a room playing the same song together. Like even when they oh, yeah. record, they don't record in the same room. They have they send each other stuff and then they they write it and then they yeah. record it separately. And then when they play a live show, is like the first time they're together doing it. Um, right, which is pretty insane. I you know yeah, it's not unheard of, especially right. in today's. Uh, oh yeah, in terms of the technology we have, in terms of you know recording and things like that. Um, you know, it's it's way it's way easier than like you know, Cannibal Corpse couldn't have functioned that way in the nineties. Yeah, you know, it would have taken weeks for them to get the the cassette tapes with the drum tracks to sure. get to you know rehearse some. It would take years to make one record. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but we live in these times, you know. That's we or not in these times, but it's I, I it has always been the situation. But um, with like. Just messaging in between is is good, you know. And um, yeah, like in the beginning, I said uh, since the first record, uh, I didn't have a singer that took care of the lyrics and stuff. And right. um, yeah, I I'm looking forward to changing that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely taking the load off. Maybe getting another kind of influence involved so that way. Can come up with oh, yeah. you know a lot more that way when you got somebody else there to be like hey I want you to add this in there or uh, maybe you got some different influences or some other you know um, concepts you can throw at and you can collaborate and maybe come up with one one structure and you know exactly it's awesome and plus I mean plus I mean I mean there's nothing wrong with having one person taking care of everything but right. the more ears you have on it the more perspective you get and you know the more translation you're going to get amongst an audience. Sure, and you, as a defeated yep. sanity fan, you have more of an expectation for what you want to exactly. bring to the because table. I, mean, I, 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 
I already know it's factual that I hear defeated sanity different than Lily hears defeated sanity. Sure. Because he's never listened to it as a fan, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, that it's uh, to me it's also an advantage when we play live is like you know I try I perform it how I would have loved to have seen it. Right. Yes. So you know I always just try to you know deliver it as much as you know you know there might be five people at this show in bumfuck Arkansas but <laughs> I might have been one of those five people there and would have wanted to, wanted to see a killer fucking performance so fuck sure. mm. it <laughs> yeah it's it's more fun to play with passion anyways yeah exactly nobody just wants to play uh, we're, not, we're not going to work every night we're right. playing yeah <laughs> yeah well but um, concerning Josh I, I I really feel that um, um, he fits us best because um, he's uh, like the, the Defeated Sanity is one of the bands that has the most twisted rhythm in the scene. I want to say, you know, I, I don't I don't know a lot of bands that have more weirdness in their in their rhythms, and um, there's very important that you're on point with the rhythm and Josh for in my opinion is, is the one that has the rhythm down the best of all the singers we we worked with so far definitely and then uh, you know Disposal of the Dead and Dermata it's all one record guys it's just two different concepts still out came out in July you picked that shit up so how much more touring you guys got for that for you uh, start working on the new record or you know you're just gonna let that kind of play out as it goes um well as I said um, disposal already seemed it doesn't seem old but um, we we've played it right and, um, <laughs> oh we've played <clears throat> yeah so there's gonna be a little bit more of that but we've like if if we can work on a new song now, we're gonna do it and we're yeah. gonna fucking play it because um, <laughs> it's also about us to make ourselves fresh and um, if sure. something just remotely seems old or we've played this, we've done this enough times, then um, we're gonna throw it out, you know? Yeah. We're gonna freshen it up. It's the gift of the internet too. There's no. Um you know, wrong way to put out new music. You can, if you just released an album two months ago, you can, if you write a new song, record it, like one new song, you can put it on the internet. And that shit'll, yeah. that shit'll go far, and they'll be like, oh, there's a new song, play it on your tour, and you know, get some hype behind something, you know. And that's really what happened with uh, Generosity, which, you know, built some hype for yeah. Disposal being a featured track on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yes. it's. I mean, the the two versions, like the the version with the on the split and the version on the record, are totally different. Sure. The vocal arrangement's a little different. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. In terms of just some timing stuff, and I think even yeah. instrumentally, a couple of things uh, changed a little bit. But I mean, still true to the song, of course. Sure. The song. Yeah, definitely. That's but, the, um, the gift of the internet now is you can really, um, like I said, two months after releasing this record, you can. You can even re-record a song, putting Josh on it, even if it's an old song like that. You know, like the the YouTube video, and 
it's like brand new again and people can get behind what you're trying to do now like two months later from the record that's already been out you know um, yeah I've, I've been can... thinking about that um, something like this will come um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, but I'm actually thinking maybe maybe we should just do that with a new song yeah but with the, with the right appeal now is uh, getting people to come out to the shows and like if you want to see Josh with us right now then just you know come see us play or you know yeah, if you, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's an exciting thing to uh, introduce somebody new is to just go fucking see it and support it and you know uh, hope for hope yeah. for the future for you guys and you know the next record coming out you'd be like you know he sounds fucking awesome you know can't wait to hear him on the new album but it's nice to give him a little taste wait. of something you know throw him on something older and record it you know and put it out you know either way yeah. is good you know it's it's a win win. And uh, you know, definitely, yeah. Well, the, the, that's the thing. We definitely want to work on new stuff. It's I, I've I've already already I'm writing on on, on three new songs already. Awesome. Uh, and um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. But there's just so much on our plates right now because right. we also have to work with with uh, Max Phelps too for the Damada stuff. Right. So I constantly have to look after two sets, it's completely different styles, completely different sounds. Right. Um, it's very exhausting. So um, <laughs> I, I guess Josh has to be a little bit patient before we we want we want to kind of close this Darmada chapter. I mean, I want to start this Darmada chapter. I wanna I wanna play that stuff because it's, I love these songs. But yeah, we kind of just sort of want to do it and then we want to go back to the traditional defeated style and sure but that t- that point of time will come hey you got a little while it's only been a couple months since it's came out so you know uh yeah ride it out till uh people are i mean people are always ready for the new thing the next day you can put out an album yesterday and they'll be like hey, i want to hear more you know so uh, that's a good yeah. thing to keep the the um you know the the excitement and the uh, anticipation. So, um, you know, the the record's fucking awesome, both ends of it, and um, you know, thanks, Ben. Definitely excited to see how far it goes and to keep it all going, and uh, you know, <clears throat> just keep it going yep. until you're ready to be like, all right, now we need to focus on the next chapter of this, and you know, figure out how it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought you guys were gonna ask us about horror movies and stuff. Oh well, hey, uh, if you, you want to talk about horror, movie, we can do that. I just didn't want to. I feel like we ran too long about the. Well, band, you were so. you were in a band called Twitch of the Death Nerve, which I thought was interesting. Um, oh, uh, I, I I haven't seen that movie yet. No. Okay. No. I just know that the <coughs> it's a good one. The name of that. Are you guys horror fans? I have no idea. I never even asked. Very much so. Awesome. Josh, talk to me. Uh, your f- your first horror movie you ever saw? Um, crap. Oh, that you liked. That you liked. You don't have to do one that you were like. This is a oh, terrible. Probably bit. Um, <laughs> either Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. nice. 
You like the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Exorcist was my favorite, and I was five, and I pissed my my pants and never looked back. I was like, I love this, that it made me this scared. I didn't sleep in my room for a fucking week. (laughs) So Halloween. Okay, guys. So you guys are experts, right? Well, I mean. We'd like to think so, yeah. So you guys know when a stranger calls? Yes. Of course, the original, not the the shitty, you know, remake of it. Yeah, the, the OG. Uh, yeah, 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 the OG. Um, uh, I love that one. And then in 1993, they made. Um, my girlfriend just brought attention to that because we both love that movie. It's called When a Stranger Calls Back. Huh? Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I've, I've heard it. I've never seen it. And it's it w- pretty good. It's very original. Was it the same people that made the uh, original, or was it just like a? If it's from 93, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they just came back all the years later, like, let's do another one. I think they're ready. <laughs> Corey and I are more There's into the... One, the, the we're really... actress in, is in it. Wow. She's like, she's like, it's like 20 years later or something, and she's, uh, she's like, um, advisor for people that have to deal with stalkers and stuff. Yeah, yeah right? So it's Carol Kane, right, is the... Yeah. Wow. The one that always has... Mr. Mandrakis. <laughs> that's yeah. that's crazy. I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, one. Um, and then that chick, like the the one that gets stalked, actually, is that chick that played in the first Stepfather movie, the the little girl. Wow. Black haired girl. Well, Charles yeah, uh, Durning is in it too. That was in the original. He's like the detective or whatever. He's also there. Oh yeah, he's there again too. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Okay. So if. If I were you, I would check that out. Some pe- yeah. I, I've advised, I advised that to someone else and sure. didn't like it. Huh. It's kinda hey, we're always like open to check it out. You know, we're we're kind of like early to, early nineties. We'll we'll be like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. But you know, we're usually eighties and back strictly. I'm really but. I'm more into the Hammer Horror stuff. I'm into any of the 70s and 80s Splatterfest stuff. Yeah, I'm into... I'm a huge... And he's uh, more... Fulci Corey's guy. more in... Corey's more into the Italian stuff. And like um, you said, <clears throat> Twitch of the Death Nerve in the US, the movie was called Bay of Blood. And that's uh, Mario Bava's bread and butter. So I, I love that film. We actually did an episode with Bay of Blood. That was... Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So, um... Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've actually we've actually done that. We did the Twitch of the Death Nerve episode. But he's more into the Italian oh, stuff. I'm more. I just like gore. Uh, Maniac is my probably one that, of my favorites. We both too. love that though. That's that's. I like good. seeing head splatter and uh, <laughs> gore ripping, and you know, I like I like the general horror stuff too. You know, I'm, I'm more of a slasher guy, but it really it's kind of oversaturated. You know, the '80s. That's why I like the '80s shit because it was yeah. pretty nasty. Nowadays, it's like. They CGI the blood and the head spatter, and it's like, come on, man, you know. Yeah, make a hammer uh, fan. I want to see, I want to see tits, and I want to see gore, and I want to see, you know, eighties babes and fucking butt and gore. That's you know, it's just fun (laughs) because if I want to watch realistic stuff, I'll just go to work and and take a shit and come home and go to bed. You know, Um, if I want to see stuff I'm never gonna see, I'm gonna watch. A dude jump on a couple's car and fucking blow Tom Savini's head off. I think. It's well, funny. I mean, it's it's just like whatever you're like. It's funny because as big as I am into like Vincent Price and and the Hammer Horror stuff, we've never watched any of it on on the podcast. It's weird. We never. We've just never done it. 
We did uh, the skull with Dallas from Nile, and that was like that, that's amicus, amicus so yeah. I don't like amicus. But it was that's... you know it was Peter Cushing, and it was pretty cool. Um, oh, I like some stuff with Peter Cushing. Oh yeah, it's great. And yeah, uh, we're as far back as that. Like we might one day do a a Hitchcock. You know? Maybe. No, no, no. Too far? No. I think we're just seventies. I think he's overrated. I don't know. I don't know. I'm real picky about it, man. I like I like the I'm psychos. A hammer. We're psycho after psycho. You know. We we've done what was it? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's three. great, but I don't want to watch his boring ass movies. It's like yeah. I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think what he did artistically, he's a genius. It's the same thing. I love Stanley Kubrick, but I don't want to watch most of his films. Like I, I love The Shining, well, and I love Clockwork Orange, but I don't. You know, I don't. I saw The Shining at the theater. There's my age, but yeah, I, I love. <laughs> I love that movie, but it's just. That movie's awesome. It is. You know, Stephen King hates it. I love Stephen King, but it's like, I don't know, he whatever. doesn't like it? No, he hates that movie. Stephen wow. King, I think he thinks that's like the biggest fuck up of anything. Oh, he hates it. Oh, my God. He hates it. I didn't even it. know that. Yeah, he hates that's it. That's hilarious. See, and I'm, t- yeah, he does. And I'm, t- Josh, I'm torn because I love both. I love, you know, that that, that version. I love the Kubrick one. And but the TV I, but, version. The, no, the TV version I don't like. No? No, but I do love the book. The Halloween TV version is great. I haven't seen the That's TV different. version in yeah. years, but that was the one that Stephen King endorsed because he Correct. wanted that made because he hated the movie yep. so much. Yes, he did. So the guy, the guy, he had the guy from Wings on, the yeah, acted in Wings such, on there. It's just straight but. forward, kind of, like, everything so, I don't know, I th- uh, Shining was more, uh, the, the, the Stanley Kubrick one was more tasty, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I like the use of music. I like the the psychosis of it. I think it brings yeah. you down to a level that you don't really think about until you see the movie. Then you're like, God damn, this guy's fucking insane. I feel insane watching it. And you don't really have anybody to root for because his wife is fucking annoying and the kid's insane. Yeah. Well, I'm rooting for him the whole time. Yeah, so you're really just like, I guess I got to root for him being insane, killing his family. Can you don't really think about that kind of shit? See, for me, seeing it as a kid. Me as a kid, even I was well, like, well, I hope hold she on. gets killed with this fucking well, no, bat. What I'm, what I'm saying, though, as, a, <laughs> as an actual child, seeing that when it was brand new mm-hmm. at the theater, I relate more with the kid because it's like I had a big wheel. Him going across those carpets, <laughs> you knew some dead twins. Like no, it's just and... no, it's just that the as a kid seeing that, and I was basically his age watching that. It was fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, it is. The hotel's terrifying. Not Jack Run Run hacking people. Just the the hotel is scary. Scatman Crothers is creepy, and you know, you know, but the music. Yeah, actually, you, the, the creepiest great. The creepiest film. part to me was when he goes to that fucking uh, room and it's that chick, and she ends up being old and like oh, burned. Hey. I, I didn't go to my own bathroom and take a bath for a long time when yeah, I was a kid. I thought there was gonna be an old lady in there, like that freaked me the fuck out, you know. He's like, I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Yeah. He's bash yeah. him right the fuck in. No, I like I like how he says You know that stair scene was shot seventy five times? Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To get it right. That's how Yeah, you know... He makes uh, three-hour-long movies, and he takes 12 days to shoot one little scene. Well, Shelley Duvall would... She would be in tears. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, they drove her nuts. Like, actually, nuts in that. To sort of get her in that, like... That mindset. She wasn't acting, really. No. 
It's the same thing with Marilyn Burns and the original Texas Chainsaw. They put her through hell. Same with uh, um, the the Exorcist. Oh yeah. Uh, he went to um, what's his name? William Friedkin. Yep. The director he did. Um, he literally fired a gun behind somebody to scare the shit out of them before they started shooting. <laughs> uh, Fucking awesome. I've had a lot of a lot of fun. We'll have you back home when you guys have the next record. And finally got defeated sanity. It's it's been great. Um, you know, thank you guys for giving us the time, and we'll let you know when this is up so you guys can put it on. Yeah, you can share it and stuff. And yeah, please do. But hey, look, Definitely. can't thank you guys enough. And like I said, if you guys want to come back home, we'd love to have you back on. So definitely okay man okay cool well, you guys have a great day and I'll be I'll be in touch with both of you awesome take care yeah, thank you guys. guys cheers appreciate you Josh, thank you it was nice to hear a voice again <laughs> <laughs> it's where we, we here at Phantasm love to bring people together bring right? the oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well thanks for the opportunity <laughs> hey cheers guys thank you dubbing soon from Phantasm Herbert West is not just your ordinary doctor. Others dare not dream what we are about to do. He intends to make medical history. This is no longer about just reanimating the dead. With the help of Daniel Kane. It's never going to work. It's going to be uncontrollably spastic. And a few select friends. West took my body, but he cannot take my mind. He's about to bring his dream to life. God created one. Someone old. What's dead is dead. Someone new. It is some kind of joke, right, man? How dare you judge my work? Someone borrowed. Who is she? <laughs> Someone blue. This morbid doodling with human body parts. Is this what it's all about? <laughs> Something so shocking, it must be true. There is my... Take a note of it, Dan! Rejects! Daniel! You're coming! You made me! I made you! (laughs) Forget it, Dan. She's just an assembly of dead tissue. H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator 2. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> Do you believe a thing can be inherently evil? The Marston House, for instance. How do you like that old house? Needs work. But we have time. Open the window. He commands it. Quiet little town of Salem's life. Oh, something all just happened since. Since I came here. Well, well. Tried to rape me. The vampires are creating vampires. Hey. Thing is moving. Yeah, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Bill, Bill! Where are you, Benny, darling? Mr. Barlow is on a buying trip, but the moment he arrives, he'll enjoy Mr. Barlow. He'll enjoy you.
<laughs> Welcome to Creep Show 2. Stephen King. I mean, what is it? And George Romero. I've never seen nothing like that before. Are at it again. Creep Show 2. Rated R. We'll be seeing you. Starts tomorrow. Check local newspaper for show times. The night of the formal is finally here for Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you. And then, inside you. And get into your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. Freak! They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps. If you scream, you're dead. Can you fight the fear? Stand the suspense. Can you take the terror of Witchboard? Witchboard, rated R. Twentieth Century Fox invites you to join the boys and girls of Sigma Phi for their annual New Year's Eve party. This year is a masquerade on wheels, and the person behind you could be your best friend or the last person you see on Earth. Experience the most terrifying ride of your life on the Terror Train, rated R. Starts October 3rd at a selected theater near you.